You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch. Served hot. Talk brunch live. And wow. We're here, ladies and gentlemen, Sunday night, September 5th, going into September 6th. This is the AEW All Out 2021 post show. And what a post show it is. This is also serving as episode 479 of Talk Brunch. So, there you go. Rick Darry here, aka Captain Brunch, being joined by my co host, as always, Mr. Destin Soglo Frazier. Windy City, what's happening? Oh yeah, a lot's happening. I uh, I guess I yield, good sir. Wow, what can I say? And, I um, swear to God, Chicago might be my new favorite wrestling town. Today was one of the best days ever. Man, not even gonna lie. You tell it. <laughs> Today was like one of the best days of. My wrestling life. I'm not gonna leave him. You know, it's hard to not like wrestling when stuff like that happens. Dave Nortonson. Yeah, I won't even mention what you what you commented because we're gonna get there. Don't worry, we're gonna talk about that. Hold on. I know it's tough. Just hold on. And Quest Thompson, AEW pulled pulled their meat out and and was like, "What's good." Motherfucker whipped it out, slapped it on the table, and dared somebody to say something. Your minds are blown, huh? Your minds are blown. You know what I love so much? We knew certain things were going to happen, and he still said, Watch this, we got one more for you. I, I'm not going to lie, I sat there at a certain point towards the end of the going. Every time I wanted to say something, I just went, Wow. Right? Wow. Wow. I just couldn't. It was just like, that's all that I could say. And yes, Barton Jesus says, I love this show. It was phenomenal in my opinion. Cool eyes. Thank you for the host, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, man. We're going to have fun tonight, guys. We're going to have to talk about what this means, what we saw, what happened. Uh, Did the Chicago crowd right tonight? Like, ain't nobody going home sad after this shit. No, not at all. We they, we they did above and beyond any expectations that I could have ever possibly imagined happening. That being wow. said, so also <laughs> shout out. I'm just trying to gather myself. But yeah, shout out to everyone across all of our platforms, our various podcast platforms. I know a lot of you are going to be hearing this tomorrow. Um, you know, you're going to be listening to this on your way to work and stuff like that across Spotify and iTunes, or as they call it now, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Tune Addict, in, my favorite. Podcast Addict, or just go to talkbrunch.com for all of the links on most of them. Wow, so I guess we're going to handle it like a regular post show. It doesn't feel like a regular post show in a lot of ways. This was definitely special. But as you guys this was know, a big one. we always start by the lead in, which was the Go Home Show, AEW Dynamite Episode 100. And talk about anything that was relevant in regards to that. Uh, I'll probably streamline that a little bit today. and You can probably help me. Uh, I'm looking at the card here to see if there's anything that we uh, we really need to talk about. Uh, I will say, opening the show, 
with the tag team match of FTR's Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood being accompanied by Tully Blanchard against the Inner Circle's Ortiz and Santana was a great opening to the show. I noticed that they, it seems like everyone's coming more correct in all of the shows. Not as CM Punk is back. You know, it just seems like across the board, everyone's just bringing their top game, you know? Oh, yeah, because now you don't want to get drowned out by the fact that we got CM Punk back after seven years. Yeah, So like you the, have to go hard. All the comedic, cartoony shit seems to have stopped happening, you know? And that's really what matters. You know, we started to get like, like yeah. a stronger, more streamlined, excellent show. Uh, you know what? Let me bring up Dynamite here. Look at me. I'm all yeah, I mean, they, stuff. they haven't, they're not like other places would do where it's just CM Punk's back and it's like, okay, we're just going to ride the fact that CM Punk's back. It's like, no, everybody's had to step up. Yeah. This was fantastic. I'm so happy right now to uh, be a wrestling fan and be able to cover this kind of stuff. That was a completely different world from anything that I would have ever hoped for. So right. with that, let's get into some dynamite here. I'm going to try to bring in some stuff on the screen, see if there was anything worth talking about. Uh, yeah, there were Santana and Ortiz. Uh, you guys know how much I love Santana, but yeah, they were really on fire going into this. I know they're not going to oh, get yeah. any attention for the pay-per-view, so I was like, bring some spotlight to them here. Um, but the stereo topes I thought were really cool. Let's bring those here. Good old Santana and Ortiz. Beautiful. With the stereo topes. Outside, you saw Cash Wheeler clutching yeah. that arm very close to his chest. Like you said, 25 stitches. Had him on the injured list for a few oh, weeks. They're going to go out. for it. They're going to go for it. Stereo topes. Lands on I love that it was two different styles of tope. Mm-hmm. Two different tope suicida. And really Santana with a high one, and Ortiz almost with like a homicide esque one where it was low but high speed. Mm hmm. Yeah, and of definitely. course, the face paint was badass. <laughs> I also love the uh, the Eddie Guerrero tribute Santana over here. Coming oh, oh, yeah. in, taking on both members of FTR here. Back, elbows, clotheslines, whatever, wow. it doesn't matter. Stayed in the ring maybe a little bit too long that time. But no, he's still in control here. He's got cash. This was oh, smart. No! Where he DDT'd him off of, of his shoulders. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Really? He points up for the first one. I thought that was cool. Him and now Santana perhaps looking for the three amigos. There's two. Viva la Rasa, Tony. <laughs> and he hits the trifecta. And listen to the fans. And then tops it off with a frog splash. They're full of PNV, I can tell you. And it's only going to get better. Yes, they are. Here we go. Just the full Eddie Guerrero. Splash. The hook of the far leg. Oh, Two are close. Three count, unfortunately. Beautiful. Yeah. These guys are on fire. I want to see them more in the tag team scene, you know? Oh, yeah. Here's a little bit more of some double team sequences coming from them. Santana Ortiz. Ortiz comes oh. through the cutter. That was nice. Don't forget CM Punk. Boom! It's coming up live next. That is next here on Dynamite. One, two. Because people might forget, Giovanni. They might be like, oh, CM Punk, what's that? <laughs> uh, Wheeler manages to cheat here, and this leads to what looks like one of the brain busters from hell. It's ridiculous. Zach Hardwood coming in. Ortiz rolls through. No. Said, oh, Wheeler with an uppercut. Man, what a shot. What a shot. Oh, Dax. Brainbuster. Axe just planted him. Brainbuster. Two. It's so. No. Oh, he kicked out. Mm-hmm. 
And I was going to ask you, what was this? What do you call this move here that happened afterwards? It's like, was this be like a flapjack or this thing here? It's to the ribs. Charging into the corner. This match has got a 20-minute time limit for keeping score at home. Yeah, and then boy, Wheeler's in the wrong corner, guys. Almost not really he because the flapjack, you wouldn't rotate James the guy like that. taking advantage. Yeah, it was like, oh, I'm not even sure what to call it. But I feel yeah. like I've seen something like similar to it before. Mm-hmm. Old school FTR style gory special oh. here. Oh! A gory Guerrero special, we might add. And he... I love that with his, he doesn't like just let you fall down. He throws you down with it. Yeah, looks really brutal. Big rig false finish. I, I believe it was a balance thing as well. Oh, oh the oh. big rig! The- Those always look beautiful. And then... uh. The sequence, I believe, was the ending sequence here, which I will take you through. Just trying to rush through some of the weeklies. Kind of everybody's excited about the pay-per-view. But essentially what you got here, Santana with the cutter, Ortiz with the lung blower. Santana then super kicks into that flapjack stylist move. You'll see. Boom. What combination offense by Santana Ortiz? It shows you what kind of tough man. Wheeler flattened again. The deep hook. That's why I asked what it was because they finished with it. But yeah, that's the finish to that match. Really good match, though. Oh yeah, really, really good match. match. Like these teams mesh so well together. You think they've been fighting each other for years? Yeah, very cool stuff here. Really enjoyed it. Uh, this surprised me. This is one of those things where I went, "Ooh!" I guess you, it's, it's inevitable that it would happen, but I just didn't think that it would happen. Like at that moment, because like I was still feeling the whole CM Punk energy during this promo. And literally, that's the first time since probably being a child that something's happened that's made me go, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving a problem, and I was thinking of all the CM Punk shit happening. And then of all people, man, of all people. Come down that aisle. I'm going to give you guys the best. What's all about? Daniel Garcia and Trooper. When that happened, right, that's how little on my tier of people I think of these guys no offense to them but just when i think in the hierarchy of who's in here that the way he reacts here my first instinct was a crazy fan because i didn't even even (laughs) occur to me that someone who's in the locker room would have the balls during the darby allen feud to be out there so honestly with the way his mannerism was with the way he turned and with the way they were getting in it took me a minute to realize it was the angle just because if my first thought would have been a fan they couldn't possibly jump from here you know but they did Oh my Look at how he turns. Tell me you don't think fan when you first see that. You wouldn't have known better. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but. I'm going to give you guys the bet. Oh, oh, I just want to think, oh Here's shit. They but no, it's these guys. It's almost a fan. He, you know what it was? What, what threw me off is once I saw who it was, I was like, oh shit, 2.0 ever rise. But the way he ran, I thought fan. Like I said, almost a fan. And then, and then I said who it was, and I saw who it was, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Unbelievable. He he did he did the fan run like. <laughs> yeah, he slid in like the fan, right? The way they kind of like fucking. No, no, I'm talking about Punk. Oh yeah, like if he's going to tackle someone from a fan thing yeah. happening. See, that that's what made me think fan. But then I saw the two guys, and I was like, oh, "Okay, two point oh ever eyes." Okay, I see. It. But like when he first ran in, until it happened, I was like, "Wait a minute, they're going to show the fan." Yeah, yeah, and then the, then he, he gets a he, save. He did he did that run that wrestlers do when the fans about to jump in? Mm-hmm. And then after that, he gets a save. That's Darby and Sting. 
Darby Allen Sting Sunday night on pay-per-view. And here we go. Darby Allen, what we're seeing here. I couldn't believe what we were seeing here. It was like, what? Go to war this Friday night on Rampage, but now Punk. I guess it was an excuse to make all of the baby faces look all badass and cool and stuff, you know, just throw some putties out there. Yeah, and for what we got from Punk. That's what you get here. A tremendous over there. Look at this, though. He kind of, he almost drops this guy on that GTS. Watch this. Take a look at this. Oh, oh, see that shit? He, does, he, he he recalibrates himself, though. I give him credit. Oh, the COVID drop, Scorpion death drop, and now look at this CM Punk. Good night. GGS. Go to sleep. If he would have dropped him, that would have been another move he, he discovered. All this information. His biggest adversary. Yeah, look at that. Look at that's the money shot right there, right? <laughs> that is beautiful. That's like one of those things you don't really see very often. They're signed to go one-on-one at the pay-per-view on Sunday and all out. And Punk, is, he's pissed off. He's a competitive guy. He would fight right now, I think. Yeah, this was cool. Excellent, awesome stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so, moving along as much as I don't want to, because we could talk all day about everything that's cool about what just happened and what's going to happen. But we'll try to take but it. We'd be here all night. Yeah. When did Shivani become so biased towards MJF, like so openly biased? I'm not sure. Was it in this interview, this next interview that I'm about to run? Because mm, it's the first time I noticed it. Like, did I miss something? Like, listen to the disdain that this man. Have you heard, have you heard lately the disdain that he has had when it's come to MJF? I've kind of heard it like eke out here and there, but it seemed like they just said, fuck it, just let it go. No. <laughs> He really doesn't like him now, huh? Like, woo. Yeah. I, like I, I've seen him. I've seen like little. I've heard like on commentary he'll have little like moments, but then it's like he gathers himself back in. But it was just like, no, fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> Sunday at All Out, Chris Jericho puts his career on the line against this man, the most disgusting, despicable human being that I've ever been around in my life. And I'm gonna be very honest with you, this is very uncomfortable for me to do. MJF. What an intro, Tony. You're such a professional. What the fuck? <laughs> Cowboy Chris, Corazon de Leon, Lionheart. He really likes Chris Jericho, huh? <laughs> Damn. Look at the look on his face. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. Yo, he looks like he's sitting in the room with a guy who just fucked his wife. Like, Look at the look yeah. on his face. <laughs> you could meme that face, yo. You that's too good. <laughs> Man, if it wasn't for some of the other stuff that had to, to happen tonight, I'd be like, that's a screenshot. But never mind. I can't do it. I, I can't even decide at this point. There's so much stuff. The man of a thousand and four. Yeah, the sexy beast. The Ayatollah of rock and roll. The best in the world at what you do. The goat. The pain maker. The champion. The demo god. Chris Jericho. Four decades. Four. Four. Thank you. Please. Of consistently evolving in order to stay on top of the mountain in professional wrestling, being universally known as the greatest of all time. Your career is absolutely unparalleled, Christopher, and whether I, your greatest critic, cares to admit it or not, you will be forever etched in the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. But don't get it twisted, buddy. By the time my career is all said and done, I'll be taking your place. And I. Oh, yeah, he's easy to hate. Gotta give him oh, credit. Yeah. He- 
He's so he's very good at making you hate him. Oh yeah, but Tony, 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 this wasn't happening. <laughs> like I don't know what Tony's the hell that was about. Tony looked like he so did not want to be. Oh, so uh, next we had Jack Evans against Orange Cassidy. I don't know if we really need to run any clips in regards to that. Um, I mean, finished with Cassidy winning with an inside cradle. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was kind of what you would expect of a match from these two. Yeah, really. Afterwards, the Hardy family office. Yeah, I guess I could go to that. Why don't we skip to the Hardy family office doing what they do and jumping them? And then for some reason, the uh, the Jurassic Express, not the not the best friends, coming out for the save, which seems to be a habit with this lately. Is he good? Jurassic Express man? No Cassidy doesn't have best friends anymore. He looks everywhere. He pulls up. There's a member. Of- but look at this, Jungle Boy! The cavalry has arrived! Luchasaurus slides in! And Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus will be part of our big eight-man tag team main event here tonight! But they could not stand by! Lately, whenever they've needed a save, the best, well, the best friends were there. They were, were, were yeah, uh, the best Chuck friends Taylor, we were too were. high. Okay. <laughs> I hope that's not the actual angle, but yeah, maybe I, that they could incorporate that into uh, what's going on here. It'd be some shit. <laughs> but yeah, so the best friends are the- <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. You could pull it off. Trent found Trent found Sue's dash. It's that the jungle people have less clothes to put on to run out there. <laughs> so they're gonna be straight out. These guys are gonna put their sneakers on, their jeans and shit that have like a belt. This motherfucker puts on like a loincloth and it's all good to go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fucking boots got velcro on him and shit. So just, all right, let's do it. He's ready, he's ready to roll. <laughs> So that's what the thing is. Maybe they all need to become jungle. That'll be the whole gimmick. Everyone's becoming jungle. It'll be like back in the day when people would pick the Spartan girl in Halo and they did it because she had like a slightly smaller hitbox. Kind of like, all right, we're going to just be jungle because whenever we need to do a running. Oh my God. Whenever we need to do a running, we all have white gloves. Bring that memory up for me again. (laughs) Fuck you. Like I said, we did it because whenever we need to do a run and now all we need to do is all put on our loin cloth. So we're all jungle now. No, no heels will ever get us. We the first ones out the door. We don't got to cut our hair. We don't got. We got to put on pants. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. hitbox is smaller too. <laughs> don't go after the jungle people. They'll fuck you up. They're quick out the door. When you really think about it, it's true. This isn't like a work. This is a fucking shoot. And when I look back now, with all the AEW I watch, they are fast. They don't even. They're so fast. They don't even think about who they're saving. Like, they save everybody. It's like somebody's in trouble. Fuck it. You just hear them, oh, there's running out their loincloth already on. They could save people from other stables and angles because they don't have to get dressed. It's brilliant. And Orange Cassidy oh. gets jumped a lot because he's smug, so they're constantly running out. Because lately, and it was Stasis who started pointing out, she was like, wait a minute, how come it's these guys are not, and not the best friends? And then it happened again another time. She was like, look, it's the, it's the jungle guys again and not the best friends. And it was like, yeah, where the hell are the best friends? AEW might be the only company that has designated running guys. And not to jump too far ahead to tonight, but I know I'll forget a similar situation happens and it's, it the, happens again. And it's the fucking jungle guys are not the best friend. And this time it was a little <laughs> cryptic because so I think it was JR in commentary who says sometimes he, he said, it's good to have friends, even if they're not best friends. And it was like, wait, is some, am I catching on to it? What, what is going on here? Like, I'm not the only one who doesn't you know. They be saying slick shit on commentary because I don't even pay attention. Hey, best friend, stay dressed <laughs> <laughs> or dress less, one or the other. One or the other, exactly. Because yeah, otherwise the guy's gonna be join the jungle guys. Motherfucker's gonna be fucking mango Cassidy. 
or just stay like that. That would make it even more interesting. Oh my god, right. It'd be one of those things like when Owen Hart joined the nation where it's just like, yeah, all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll go with it. Like, it's, just just Owen Hart. it's just okay. Let's just see where this goes. Don't have much of a choice now. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. Uh what else do we have? Brian Cage against Powerhouse Hobbs. Um finish to this was uh they wound up knocking out Cage with the FTW championship. I don't know why I find that so funny. Let's let me go to when it happens though. You know what it's just it's so funny because he's held that belt since he and Tad joined up and it's just funny that he gets beat with that belt. I don't like this. I don't like this. Hobbs, you gotta get out of this. No! No! And hook! Hook grabbing the Let's attention hook of Rick Knox hoisting that 270-pound man up. Wait a minute. Oh, but look at this. Oh, the FTW Championship. This is a I like that for a finish because I didn't know. I didn't know, know what, what should happen here, you know? Yeah. Oh, it was a home run. <laughs> Baby. Like, I really didn't know what was happening. Yeah, like, I like that finish just because I didn't know. Like, when the match was happening, I was like, it was like, so is someone getting a push out of this whole thing? Because <laughs> it's just like... Like it just seems to be the same, but yeah, I guess that's what you would have to do for now. Yeah, you know, because I mean, uh, the feud is obviously going to keep going, so makes it a, it's an easy way to kind of keep things rolling. So. Yeah, I definitely like that. Uh, during commercial break, I like Jr.'s slick way of telling Taz that maybe your son should cut his hair. <laughs> put that up for me. Off his feet! Oh, massive shot in the corner. And you see Cage just wilting. You know, Taz, I think your son would look pretty cool with a haircut like yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, can you talk his mother into that, dude? I doubt it. <laughs> he, he, the thing with him, he don't listen to, to me or his mom, so he's kind of <laughs> on his own. But, yeah, his hair's out there. But, uh, you know, I'm sure some people dig it. Brian Cage <laughs> elevated up over Will Hobbs. And went. he hit up the Gomondiri, went for the German suplex. But I always love when Taz does a fight laughter on commentary. I don't know why it always kills me, but every time fucking makes me laugh. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> His hair. <laughs> it's like some people like it though. Not everybody's cup of tea, but some people like it. So the other thing that comes is is the is no BS. Did you get that joke with, with Big Show? You know, I always figured, yeah, I always kinda figured it was just like no big show. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. No I, BS. I figured that from no the get go. I was like, Yeah, we never talked about it on here, but I just wanted to mention that I like yeah. that. But yeah, Big Show f- shows up for the job of Rotos. And his goons. Wait a minute. And the numbers, just too much for Paul White. Look at QT standing behind, directing traffic. Oh my God, he may have a different attitude now. Oh, that is a Cunningham-sized fist. Paul White. He's having fun. So are we. Yeah. Yeah. Ow. Look at Aaron Solo. Massive choke slam by Paul White, but I don't think he knows Aaron Solo's up on the corner behind him. Now he does. Solo oh, <laughs> just got swatted out of the Swat Solo. So then this is the part that gets me. You too. Yeah. Me too. Are they are they shielding him with these <sighs> guys? Like legit? Many members of the factory. Is it? Oh! What the hell just happened? Wait a minute. I've seen a clip I've seen this screenshot online right and there was someone who was like you'd understand if you watched AEW Dark well listen dude fuck you an angle like this happens like 
I don't even have to watch like the B show because the B show, I guess, will be considered rampage by default since it was where Punk did. I have to, I have to go to the C show for something to make sense over on the A show. They couldn't have even been like a callback. Somebody so, tell me what it was to happen on Dark, and it better be good. When I hear it, it better be like, oh. I have I'm- no idea. But here's the thing: like, I know on Dark they sometimes have their own things where like certain storylines will kind of either carry over or like they showed um the women's battle royale tonight they'll acknowledge certain feuds but stuff like heel turns you don't just pull that on dynamite knowing i'm not gonna see this fucker on well, well on dynamite the people you know i'm not gonna see this fucker there and i don't think that there'd be enough context on dark to make me care about billy gunn turning heel I don't feel like I would yeah, go and like, watch it and be like, oh, it all came full circle. That's like those people who are like, you watching like a movie or TV show and like, you'd have to read the book to understand. It's like, no. I fucking hate those people. It's their job to make the shit understandable to me, comprehensible to me. And if I happen to be someone who read it, I'm going to pick out the parts that they didn't. It's not that I should have to. If I, if that's the case, then I can just throw the original context out. So why am I watching this? But no, I, I disagree with that as far as I, and I don't believe that person. I'm not even taking him at face value. I don't think there's anything. What did he say? Something smug to him in the locker room? Right. I don't think I doubt anything would have happened because they would have put, if anything on commentary, they at least would have mentioned maybe that something was building or something like that. Billy Gunn, I've seen a, I've that seen a, shot to the spine of Paul White. I, I, I think he was maybe. Maybe going for that hip. Big Show's got a surgically repaired hip. They can't even get up after that. Tony, you're right. It was QT. God, what the? What? I hate to see this. No, he can't. Yeah, he can go. Look. Diamond cutter on him. What he's going to be at All Out coming up on Sunday. All right, I'm going to be back. One of my favorite parts, though. Let me see if I can get when it, when it shows right. up here. I hate to see What do you Star. Big news is. Here for AEW, okay? Maybe just... I can't find it. Here for AEW. Like, when they leave the ring, is it right around here? They leave? We will have all of that and so much more after this short break. Yeah, I guess not. There's a part where they were like, oh, Billy and his and his, um, and his his um scumbag sons or something. Like that. I was like, they hadn't done anything, really. They were just, they were just there. <laughs> you know, like, they did something like that. But Billy Gunn heel term, boo... Boo. It was an homage. It, it was an homage to like every every one of fucking big term big shows are relevant heel turns WWE. Thunder Rosa gets jumped and it looks like shit. Yeah. Let's figure I will point that out to you. Here's the shit. Well, if I'm gonna go down, I'm gonna go down swinging. Who is the girl to the left? What the fuck? Is that Nyla? That's not Nyla, right? Nyla. That couldn't have been. She's too thin and weird looking. Is that Nyla? What happened? Dude, look at how shitty. You know what? It's about you. Damn. Look at how shitty this Wait, looks. What? Come on, guys. Are you, are you serious? Watch Nyla specifically. Yeah. Really? Well. Watch Nyla for this down. whole thing, please. Why oh. everything Nyla do? You know, I love how you say it hurts. Everything Nyla threw looked like it didn't. 
and, and and that's with the other girl who sucks too. It's like there's no there's nothing but like a big bag of suckage there, right? Man, I mean, I, I mean, Jade's usually been decent up until now. I think it might have been just some of the nihilist shit rubbing off on her. But yeah, this was mm, this was mm, moving on. Mm. Eight man tag team match: the Elite Stock Gallows, Carl Anderson, Matt, and Nick Jackson with Brandon Cutler against Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Orange Cassidy. No, I'm kidding. And the and the Lucha Brothers: Pentel, Sato Miedo, and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrahantes and Marco Stunt. <laughs> it would have been funny if Orange Cassidy was there. Though. For a second, I, you don't understand because full disclosure, I, I always uh, pull up these cards with Bleacher Report. I used to scroll back up and I go, "What the fuck is Orange?" Oh, he's joking. Okay, like I don't remember that being there. I. I shoot hit the button and scrolled up looking for him here's some more fun jr commentary drive a wedge between these two teams ahead of their tag team eliminator final i heard that phoenix Whoa. and penta never got along oh look Come at on. the far leg where did you hear that not i tear things people tell me things jim ross i'm just curious very popular in the back you know that <laughs> in the back. I love that yeah. wrestling term. Out by the dumpsters. I'm popular in the back. That can take a lot oh, of different meanings, Don. No! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the freedom they give him on commentary. He just says what the fuck ever's on his mind. What is during the commercial? That they probably don't care that much. Oh, God. Even sometimes, like, on what the fuck when they're on fucking live. Sometimes he just has moments. Yeah. This match was good too. Lots of diving, cool sequences and stuff. Like you would expect. Look at this. Stops Nick Jackson and sent him out to the outside. I'm not sure who the hell got the worst of that deal. Directing Jungle Boy to hit the ropes. And Jungle Boy off the back of Luchasaurus with a tornado. Machine Gun Anderson just walked right into the grip of the dinosaur. Oh. Man, what a hard choke slam. Moonsault Look at that proper standing moonsault too. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was that was a dynamite in a nutshell for you. Uh, let me look over the rampage card. Anything we really cared about? Uh, you had Malachi Black against Lee Johnson. You already Kill know how. Baby. He killed him. Let me bring up rampage in case there's anything that we gotta bring on to the feed here. All right, so yeah, he actually offers him the chair just to kill him. I kind of like how he did that though, because you can see him. You can see like that poor, that poor kid got the shit kicked out of him so bad he couldn't even pick the chair up. And he's like, "All right, cool, bye." At least he got a crazy Lee Johnson tope here, I guess. Lee Johnson, and now be careful. He's got Malachi Black on the floor. Wow! Wow! He could have died. Yeah. Like Taz pointed out, look at his ankle. He could have broke his ankle on that. He almost TKO. He was getting his crap kicked out of him, Taz. He's finally showing some offense. He better keep it up. Be real, Chris. Oh, there you go. Be real. Beautiful. Let you look here. Watch Lee this. Johnson, and now he's got Malachi Black on the floor. Look at his feet, Ow. right? Look at his left leg. He could have broke his ankle right there. Oh yeah, that could have ended really bad. It's probably hard for you to see on this feed, but yeah, he could have fucked himself up really badly Ow. if you look at the way he was landing there. Very dangerous. Oh, Zeta. Man. Wow. That, he- He's lucky. Very, very lucky. Yeah. You get a really cool Eddie Kingston promo against Miro. Fucking Eddie Kingston strikes again. Let's jump ahead a little bit past all of this. Thank you for letting me get 
Let me handle my business. First, God's favorite champion. Bullshit. <laughs> your God's not real to me, so I don't care what you say. But let's say your God's real. Let's just say he is. Your God sent me here to punish you because you're the sinner. You're the one that's wrong. If you didn't sin, your ugly ass God would not have brought me here. And your stupid God, I said it, your stupid God would not let me know the chink in your armor. Every move I do, Exploder, Saido, Stretch Plum, and the wonderful DDT is your weakness. You're talking about witnesses when you're talking from so far away. But I tell you, you step one more foot in closer to here, you're not gonna make it to All Out because you're gonna get redeemed tonight, Eddie. He called his he God stupid. line of the fucking show. He called which one? The one that wanted to be in the t-shirt tonight. What was the t-shirt? I must have missed it. Redeem these nuts. Yes, you just reminded me. <laughs> Well, Eddie Kingston is not one to ever back down from a fight. And then he slides in the ring and attacks. Redeemer! My man! Redeem these nuts! Wow. I didn't realize he wanted his shirt tonight. Wow. Smart by the TNT champ. Very smart. Get your butt out of Dodge. I he knows think. he's got the match booked. He's not. <laughs> That's amazing. Like AEW that night made a t shirt. Jamie Hayter and Rebel with Britt Baker against Chris Statlander. Um, there was only like one Statlander spot I really wanted to look at here, I guess. Which I'll jump to really quick. Yeah, well, no, nice. Not, not liking that. Picking her straight up into that corner. And that's the core strength of Statlander bringing Rebel up onto the shoulders. And Jamie Look at this. Oh, my what? God. Talk about strength. What this the hell? Oh, my goodness. Incredible. <laughs> Crazy ass Statlander. Coming a powerhouse of this company, right? Like when she caught when she caught her, I didn't know what the fuck she was gonna do. And I'm like, where is this even going? Main event of Darby Allen with Sting against Daniel Garcia with Jeff Parker and Matt Lee. And uh a couple things about this match was the Darby dive, and I know you guys are used to Darby diving, but this one's really, really bad. Let me get this up here really quick. Just a little before here. Yeah, look at this dive this kid does. It's in 100% effort. Daniel Garcia gets... Oh! 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 Yeah, oh my God! We Where are you going? We might not like make practically it lands on his head, man. Yeah, you oh, might be geez, right. Kid. He whacked be his head on that there. concrete floor. He's reckless. He's, he's just a straight daredevil. Yeah, you're damn right. I love how uh, CM Punk reacted to seeing the code red. Did you see that part? <laughs> yeah. Like, that was awesome. Shot. See, that's what happens. You take your eye off the ball. Oh, look at this backslide by Darby. Garcia rolls through. Darby. Oh, there you go. Code oh, red. red. One, two. No, Garcia kicks out. Well, that's one I got to avoid on Sunday. It's not a good one. <laughs> What's that called? Code red, man. Code red. It off quick. No, thanks. Is every single move named after soda? Code red? Yes. Pepsi twist? He Wait till he hits you the dock. He said, what's that called? Code Red? No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I love, um, at one point in the match, um, Daniel gets Darby in a sleeper. And I love that he coffin drops out of the sleeper. 
Yeah, he broke free that way. That was really cool. That was cool. I love like the fact that, like it's one of my favorite aspects of Darby, the way he utilizes so many different variations of the coffin drop. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then we get these two clowns that wind up nose to nose with CM Punk for being cheaters. And they get hit by Darby. Oh, look at the speed! Oh, face to face! There it is! This is the money right here! Darby Allen wiped out two point. Look at that. That's a money shot right there. Oh my god, yes, because he catch Darby's painted side. Oh. That's beautiful. That's art. What is it with Darby having like the best stare downs in AEW right now? Right. Something else, man. I mean, he oh, has yeah. cool stare downs. He has a cool storyline. And that's it, folks. That brings us to All Out. Good old AEW All Out 2021. We've done this. This is our third year in a row covering this. And uh, we're going to start off with the buy-in 10-man tag team match of Chuck Taylor, Jurassic Express's Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus with Orange Cassidy. Look, it happened. The prophecy has been fulfilled. <laughs> and Wheeler, Utah, against the Hardy family offices and Helico, Isaiah Cassidy, Jack Evans, Mark Quinn, and Matt Hardy himself. Finished to the speed. This is the first time in a while that the hybrid two has been together. Mm-hmm. And the finish is being Angelico taps to Jungle Boy's snare trap. And uh, the big highlight to this entire pay-per-view, I think, was the return of the Butcher, right? It was up there. The big return from the fucking Butcher was what everybody really cared about. But in all seriousness, I am glad that they got the cartoony stuff out of the way. Because a lot of the beginning of this match played out like a Chikara match. Like when they did that <laughs> thing where it was like, everyone's in a gigantic submission. Um thing that they did you know what i'm talking about let me yeah, actually the, bring the that old up freaking human submission everyone gets a submission you and you and you like that that whole thing i was just kind of like yeah, yeah. no they they, they they started off letting the crowd have some fun he's using here we go bring this up for you guys he's using that for illicit purposes as far as private parties concerned and wheeler yuda with the manjigatami here in the center of the ring jack evans grabs an ankle lock and now, headlock by Chuck Taylor. Isaiah Cassidy comes in. Ankle lock by Jungle Boy. Mark Quinn with the cravat. Luchasaurus. He's looking for a place to land. Luchasaurus. So just jump on the bushes the pile. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to show the bigness of Luchasaurus. Show what a monster he is. Unstoppable monster. Does your company have a dinosaur? No. Fix. Yeah, that's true. You could have had a dinosaur, but you don't like dinosaurs. You like zombies. Yeah, that's true. Orange Cassidy looking good as always. Here's my sequence, you guys. Just simply sticking his hands in his pocket, and the fans love it. Wild swings by Angelico. The step up hook and run by Orange Cassidy with the hands in the pockets. Look at private party. How do you prepare for somebody like Orange Cassidy? So unorthodox. No way to prepare for him at all, Excalibur. No. The... Yeah, how do you how do you prepare for casual? <laughs> right. That's a question no one's ever asked before. Like, when you really think about it, how that's like a legitimate question. Yeah, how does one prepare for casual? Does a hurricanrana with his hands in his pockets like Yeah. I don't care what you got to say about Orange Cassidy. That's fucking impressive. 
Yeah, and then uh, Jungle Boy and Jack Evans get to play that, that game that people play when they go on spring break in the pool. What's that thing called? Except there's no pool here. Oh, Jack, get oh. out of here. And look at this. And Helico with his own partner on his shoulders. Oh, I think somebody's a little bit taller now. Oh, chicken. Yeah, there you go. Got a game of chicken. It's <laughs> not even said it. It's like being in the pool. Everybody knew the name of that thing but me, you know? It's like, it's, like, it's just not one of those relatable things, you know? You know what it is? It's because it's I've been out of high school so long. That week is just a regular week for me now. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> like, usually I when I... Time I was like, fuck yeah, spring break! It's like, <laughs> like, usually when I have a girl up in that position, I'm facing the... Uh, anyway. <laughs> Marco. They just don't you say shit. Where the hell don't was I going with shit. that? I was a complete mistake. Anyway, what in the hell? What did this taste for wrong? I know the table remarks right here. I don't know what the fuck y'all get. But the most important thing that happened in this entire week of wrestling is the butcher returns. Stupid. Oh, wait a second. Jack Evans and the HFO. Look at this. Look at it. It's, it's the butcher. The butcher's not been around for, what, seven months? The butcher returning to action and destroying Orange Cassidy. Butcher. I marked uh, out. And there you see the leader of the HFO in there directing traffic. The mercenaries for Matt Hardy, the butcher, and the blade. Stasis was excited, but only because she thought it was Silas Young. <laughs> So she was excited. She does look like Silas was like trapped on for like three seconds. It was like, yeah, oh. (laughs) (laughs) So there was somebody popped. See, at least somebody popped. (laughs) Yeah, right. They never said how long the pop has to last. You know what's the funny part? And I feel terrible. I'm not even trying to troll him. I didn't know he was gone. So I knew he was gone. Did we report it? Why? Did we report it or anything? We did. We did. Yeah, we, we, we talked about it. I didn't know he was gone, man. I just forgot. It, it must brief. have just... It, it was brief, but I hadn't thought about it. It's not that, even that I forgot. I just hadn't thought about it. I give them credit, though, for treating everyone as equals. Like, there's never been a kinder-hearted company. And you know that they truly treat everyone special when they could be like, look who's come back after seven months. It's the butcher. <laughs> oh, okay. It's one hell of a return. Anyway, after this, there was a bit of an intermission for the evening because they showed us the Roads to the Top trailer, which uh, I guess I'll run it here. We have the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Let's keep making them happen. Hey, how are you? I'm oh, very yeah. over. I'm going to go throw up and pass out. Damn, that's pretty blatant. Definitely out where they're welcome. <laughs> turn me up, turn me up, turn me up. Never. I know Brandy worries that I take too much on. You're prioritizing other things over the baby. This is going to be the craziest year of our lives. What do you think of it? Yeah, I'm interested. I've never, I think it'll be more in depth of Cody Rose than we've seen probably ever. So. Yeah, we got an inside look at some of the production of AEW as well as some of the uh, stuff with Cody. So I think that's going to be That'd pretty, be pretty cool. cool. Yeah. At this point in the intermission, your boy shows up. When I pulled up to the arena, that former UFC heavyweight champions, Andre Arlovsky 
and Junior Dos Santos, together with BMF champion Jorge Masvidal, and the men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, are here for a little less talk and a lot more action. I love you, Dan. <laughs> Dan Lambert. Hey, I'm very glad you reached out to us. I really am. But it makes total sense. Everybody knows the men of the year are two very handsome, fashionable men. They have eyes. Everybody knows we love to talk our trash and flap our gums. We've got the gift of gab. They have ears. But this roster already knows the men of the year are extremely dangerous men. But sometimes you have to take it to the next level. And by that, I mean... We by that, do you mean wardrobe? Because I was going to ask, like, dangerous men wear shirts like that? It's just not when I picture the dangerous man. You'd probably be pissed off enough to kill somebody, so I guess. Like, when's the last time you've played, like, a Hitman, Splinter Cell, Metal Gear, Rainbow Six, or watched a movie, or anything, that dangerous men wore those shirts? I think, like, I think it was, like, a part in, like, Max Payne 3, where he was wearing, like, a hoop, where he was, like, a fucking Hawaiian shirt or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're not the biggest guys here, either. No, no. We have to step out of our comfort zone. And back in to the danger zone. Regular shirts? With our friends. <laughs> American Top Oh, I see. He likes that shirt because he can move his pecs underneath so it in the shows. You see what he was doing there? He was his pecs wiggle. Scorpio Sky has his new five-year extension signed, sealed, and delivered. Ethan Page is always looking to feed his ego. The only thing these guys are waiting for is my instruction on whose asses need to be kicked and when. You think tonight's necessary? Super necessary. All I'm saying is if I can just get Jorge Masvidal to just bet Askren one person, I'll be satisfied. Like, I don't care what happens. Just give me that just once. It'll couldn't, couldn't they have given him tougher guys? Yeah, they could have picked another EW tag team, I guess. Like, they've been a tag team for like a few weeks, it feels like. You know? I guess certainly. I guess they're the only tag team that kind of used a dick tag at this point. They use the exposure. You see, if he comes to New York, he could get his ass kicked with that shirt or a date. <laughs> wow. One Which or one's the worse? That's the question. Depends on who the date's with, I guess. <laughs> you know who the fucking date's going to be with. Yeah, not who he wants. That motherfucker go be hunt. That motherfucker go go hunting to find the wrong type of bear. Quest Thompson over at Facebook says that Masvidal needs to get back to training because last time he saw him, he got the sweat knocked out of him. I mean, it could be worse, though. It, it could be worse, though, Quest. He he could be a former UFC champion that lost to a Paul brother. So. Oh, man. We're never going to stop. Just saying, at that, least right? Masvidal lost to somebody who actually does this shit. Because all I'm saying is ain't nobody else told him yet. Tyrell Woodley, you don't get to come back. So next we had... Did I ever put the, I can't believe I'm going to ask this, but did I ever put the butcher shit in there? You did. <laughs> I did, right? Okay. If you anyone did. wants to see it, okay. So next we had the AWTNT title match. Miro defending his championship against Eddie Kingston. And Finch being Miro um, basically kicks Kingston in his dick, and then he hits him with his roundhouse kick, formerly known as the Machka kick. And that's a wrap. 
I love how specific you were. Kicked him in the dick. Yeah, that's what it was. Not even a low blow. Just specific. Back kick to his dick. I love how specific you are when you describe low blows. It's like a kick to the ball, kick to the dick. Yeah, this was definitely the dick. Miro. Miro catches Eddie Kingston into this crazy looking power slam here. You guys got to see this shit. And now Kingston comes off. Oh, no, the power slam. Eddie ate every bit of that power slam. Yeah, that's rough, man. Eddie takes some nasty bumps, but every now and then I'm just like, damn, bro. Eddie himself, he winds up hitting uh, Miro with this brutal looking suplex here. Let me bring this thing up. Talk about that exploder, right? Yep. Grab this up on the screen so that all may see. But yeah, this is the from the little highlight reel they have on their Twitter. Look at that. Yeah, well, like a bitch. That was more of a Saido, but yeah, that was. I always said the one thing I like, the one thing it's kind of a, I guess a double edged sword with the Saido is it's not supposed to look safe. Like and it's supposed to look like it sucks all kind of ass. Like yeah, fucking Miro folded on that shit. Yeah, I love the way he sold it afterwards too. It's a <laughs> rough spot. <laughs> the what I like about Eddie King is like he's not in the best shape in the world, but the guy can go. Mm-hmm. Like his style's just very down to earth and, and he gritty. Looks, he looks like he's in better shape too from when we first saw him. Like when he's he got in better shape, for sure. Yeah, like when he first came out, he looked terrible. I was just like, "Whoa, how this? Like, what is he, this?" He, he's definitely been in, been gotten in better shape since he's been in AEW. Yeah, definitely been an asset to the company in every way. Oh my god! Still, I, I, I at this point, when it comes to almost the entire wrestling world, at this point, I dare somebody to go promo to promo with him. Yeah, tell me about it, right? Like, it's scary how good his shit is. So, next, folks. And obviously, Eddie Kingston. We should talk a little bit about it. What happens next for Miro and for Eddie Kingston? Oh, that's a tough one because it seems like, especially with the TNT Championship, once the champion gets past a challenger, it's just on to the next one. Well, who challenges Miro next? I mean, I guess Lord knows we have enough people on this roster, right? Yeah, you can keep the, you can keep them rolling for a good minute. I mean, I could see it if they if they, if they were ever a case where they'd make an exception. I could see them giving Eddie another shot, but not necessarily likely. But then I don't know who uh, who would be next for Miro after that because he defends that title pretty often. Like if you count uh, a Dynamite, Rampage, and Dark, he defends that title at least like once, maybe every couple of weeks. Yeah, and I guess he has that credibility to it. This is almost like when he had that U.S. title in in the other company, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the, the TNT Championship seems to be a, is one of the more active championships, um, not only just in AEW, just in the wrestling world in general, because that title's on the line pretty frequently. Yeah, they definitely make it a fighting championship. Yeah, I think uh, Tony Khan even said it's not really designed to be a mid-card title. And it kind of makes sense, because it's like, you, you, you win the TNT Championship, you're going to be one of the most hard-working champions in AEW. Absolutely, and it shows there. You know? Oh, definitely. Uh, the question, I guess, now would be, do you think at any point he's going to be bringing in Lana as his valet or as a girl who's going to be in wrestling or what's going to happen with that? He references her on almost every promo, right? Yeah. So it's they've definitely left the door open. I guess it's just going to be if Lana wants to come through. I mean, at this point, it seems like it's all up to her because we know they'll gladly welcome her over. Yeah, that's something that I would definitely like to see. And It's crazy it nice. how much this is... This is the most official looking I've ever seen another company look, you know? Especially because, I mean, let's be real, there's not a bunch of dumb, petty, bullshit decisions behind it. So that helps drastically. 
But all that aside, I'm saying presentation alone. When you look at tonight, it looked like official in every way from ring announcer to interviewers to commentary to referees to star power. A a minor thing I noticed that was kind of cool with the bigger matches, they were playing. It's almost like this standby music when uh, Justin Roberts was announcing a particular match. Yeah, the production's definitely good, and just it looks good. It looks television ready. You know what I mean? Oh, it just yes. looks like a. It really feels like they actually crossed the threshold, in my opinion. Where this looks like the important thing that you should be watching. You know what I mean? Like the major leagues. Like you see screenshots and stuff like this, like we saw tonight. And it's like I need to be watching this. What am I doing? Like this feels like the major leagues. You know what I mean? Exactly. I didn't want to jump off course from there, but that whole, it kept, the, the entire night, I just kept looking at things and being like, this really feels like the company, you know, and I can't really say that much about much else. So, I mean, it was They felt very put together tonight. Yeah, really. Like, this is the, like, we're seeing sort of like a complete product for the first time I felt in this show, you know? So, next up, we had a singles match of Kojima, Satoshi Kojima, the crazy old man against John Moxley. Uh, finished it as being the Dirty Deeds, followed by a paradigm shift. And uh, I love how he hit both of them. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, which I, I actually marked out. This was awesome. Only because which, for a before, few things. Before we, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, before we get into it, just understand, we're getting this on Dynamite. Remind me to talk about the match. No disrespect yeah. to the Kojima, because I know me. I'll be like, oh, okay. be, be like, oh it was incredible. And then next up, no, no, remind me to come back to the match. But Oh, yeah. Gotta get it out of the way. Minoru Suzuki shows up. Holy shit. When I heard the music, though, I, I popped because I was thinking, I thought maybe it would be like on the monitor or something, you know? And then I thought, okay, he's going to come out on the monitor and he's going to like challenge Moxley to come to like some IWGP thing, you know? Like, no. Like to like the freaking uh, the G1 or something. You know, I thought like, oh, we're going to just see him on the monitor. Then, like, when it's, when the whole atmosphere, like, the lights cut off and his whole stuff came on, it was like, it's still going to just be the monitor, right? Then when he came on, it was just like, no way this guy is and, and here right now. what I love now. about this, this is why I love the Chicago crowd. If there was ever a crowd to make it very clear, and they even pointed out when something happened later in the night, that's a crowd you can tell when somebody really showed up. Yeah, man. Because they all... <laughs> Crazy, right? Yo, I don't care what anybody says. Hey, even at Suzuki's age, that's a scary motherfucker to see walking out of that tunnel. Mm-hmm. And this is, and they um announced later on in the night at this uh coming dynamite, we get Suzuki versus Boxley. Yeah, but before that even happens, when they reach when he gets in the ring with him, they have a bit of a striking contest, but it doesn't oh. end well for Moxley at all. <laughs> I'm seeing I like all kinds. Of, held him up there for a second. And yeah, he just seeing, looked at the crowd. Yeah, I'm seeing all kinds of stuff that I didn't uh, think I would see all in one place. Right. And see, this is kind of what I almost. I mean, it was it was kind of painfully obvious, so I can't even say I called it. But once that forbidden door opened, now the bigger names are starting to show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
that's what I'm super excited for. And to think it's just going to be on dynamite. Like we couldn't have stuff like this in other companies with just some body like that from New Japan that comes in and has a good match just on a regular TV show on the weeklies. Right. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be an awesome match. That is super, super exciting. And it's like there was no like warning to it or anything. It's just bang, Suzuki shows up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, so but definitely uh the match between Mox and Kojima. Mm-hmm. John Moxley with the crazy suicide dive. Because it wouldn't be Mox if he didn't hit one. He also held the all Asia tag team titles in all Japan for wrestling as well as the IWGP tag team championship. Well the former NWA champion as well just got put down to concrete. Well, he damn sure did. Jim, right? You damn sure did. Yeah, this match was brutal. Kojima looked really good out there. There was a lot of nasty spots between the two of them. Um, hard hitting, good psychology. They even Smash go as far as mouth. yeah. Speaking of mouth, they even go as far as freaking biting each other during this, which I'll bring up on the screen here. <laughs> Moxley biting the face of Kojima, but Kojima. <laughs> Return and fire on the top rope. I've heard eye for an eye. This is a tooth for a tooth. Mm. <laughs> tooth for a tooth, right? Yeah, well, that is part of the saying, JR. That was the other part of it. You heard that because it was a part of the same thing. And uh, John Mox with the nasty German suplex on Kojima. Even might go back and look at it and say, I should have made the cover quicker. Uh oh, watch out. The elbow pad is off, and now here comes the Lariat. The Koji Lariat. German suplex. Oh, did you see that sickening impact on Kojima? Kojima folded up like an accordion there, his head being driven into the canvas. Excellent work by Jim Ross. See, when the wrestling's good, Jim Ross is good. Oh, really good when it comes to that kind of stuff. Really good match. Nice and brutal. I, I love seeing Moxley in action. And it's funny to me. I wanted to ask you this, though. Right now, Lance Archer is the IWGP United States champion, right? Actually, he is not. Who is? Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi beat him in Japan? Yep, Tanahashi beat him. Good. But uh, what's the point of... I thought the whole reason these guys were coming here was for the IWGP title. It's like Mox lost it, and now they're still fighting him. Well, what it is that Mox is is just calling them out. But Kojima called him out, didn't he? No, he called out Kojima. Okay, because it's kind of funny. They yeah, yeah. Just... Mox has just started this trend of like just picking fight pick fights with the New Japan guys. So all... so so. Archer was just a transitional champion, which I guess makes sense. Yeah. Womp AEW Women's World Title Match, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with Jamie Hayter and Rebel defending the championship against Chris Statlander. Finish being brutal as hell because this is the Pittsburgh Sunrise, not to be mistaken with the Panama Sunrise, into a curb stomp into the lockjaw. Sure, her ass wouldn't get back up. Mm-hmm. Really good match. Uh, what was with, and Stacey's mentioned, what was with Britt's face? Like, how come she had, uh, her face was almost the same color as the ring mat and as Sting's makeup. Like, the makeup people need to work on Britt a little bit better. She looked like an undead Britt, you know? Like, chill out with putting that much makeup on her, guys. Like, you literally changed her, the, the color of her physical face to ghost white. Dr. Britt. But, uh, You'll see here, but this is the battle of the boop, because this is countering the boop here. Dr. Britt Baker 
as part of the press conference. Oh, look at this, Britt. Looking for the lockjaw immediately. Statlander able to roll through. Well, she stuck that arm out, and Britt took advantage of it. Britt's going to get a boop. Oh. <laughs> and the hammer throw into the rope shoulder tackle. Statlander just raw power. <laughs> yeah, Statlander's all about power, which I like. I like that everything that they're doing with her power, power girl. Still has to be careful, you know, with a lot of that power shit she does. But, yeah, you know, like when she held her up on the top turnbuckle the way she did, she kind of did like a delayed slam. Yeah, she almost didn't crack that off good. Yeah, that's a little bit crazy. Her, her strength saved it, but still. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker hits a nice fisherman's neck breaker here. Like a hangman's one almost got, right? Mm-hmm. There it is. Nice form from Britt during this. She's definitely gotten better over the short period of time that she's been around. Oh, definitely. Let me drop that into the chat room for you guys. Man, a lot has changed. Landscape has changed drastically. You get crazy. You get to see Chris Statlander power out of the lockjaw. That was an interesting little transition there. Statlander rolling through. Statlander is still in control. Whoa, but hangs on. Right there, you see it. Wrist fighting, trying to fight her way off here. But Statlander's got Britt. Bang! Face first. That was pretty cool. It was almost like a poison Alabama slam. It's just she didn't bring her from all the way up towards the back. Yeah. It almost looks like a front end electric chair drop, but yeah, it could be yeah. one or the other. No, you're probably more correct in that sense. Um, you get to see some emotion out of Orange Cassidy. That's something that you don't get to see very often. You know, he tries to pump Chris up, right? Very concerned, mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy, oh, and boy. certainly rightfully so. Whoa. Look at this, Orange Cassidy! Oh, my God, where did Shouting. that come? Where the hell did that come from? Yeah, right. I love how the crowd got hype at the fact that Orange Cassidy got hype. He's doing something. Holy fuck, he's doing shit. Yeah, that was awesome. Stacey has to take a nap now. He cast himself out. Wow, right? I did something. I don't even want to go into it. I did something on my keyboard, and now it blinks like Christmas lights. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Not even joking. I don't know what I fucking nicked when I I was reaching for the button, but now it's like... Now it's doing like the Christmas light thing. It has like a blink, like great. That's not distracting at all. But uh, yeah, Brit hits the Pittsburgh sunrise, right? Yeah. Give a lot of credit because that was that was almost like a hint to what was going to happen later on. Let me see if I could uh, get that up there for you guys. Whose temper serves her well many times. beautiful very beautiful gave me enough time to fix that christmas light issue too <laughs> thanks Britt. i was like wait a minute i don't have to keep this like that right okay anyway there's the thing on the social media for you guys match was very solid uh statlander looks really good you could tell she's been training she came back in the best shape of her life oh yeah so, good job as far as that goes what happened to uh what happened to the with Pac? Is there a story behind that? So um from what I heard, unfortunately, um it wound up being a reoccurring thing for him and um travel issues. He wasn't gonna be able to make it to Chicago. 
So what they wound up doing was they announced uh, later on the night they moved their match to Rampage. So we're going to get that same match just at Rampage. For the way they want to use Pac, he needs to stay the fuck in the States, unfortunately. Like, I know people like yeah, to live the where they want to live and do what they want to do. Him. But if you want to be an AEW person, you're going to need to. Because I almost feel like whenever we talk about Pac, we're always talking about him traveling. You know what I mean? Like, he's always on his way. You know, it's just kind of like, dude, you need to get into the damn states already and just stay yeah, if, there. If there was like, if there was ever a clear sign that he needs to like move out this way, get a temporary <laughs> place or something, it. because like this whole state shit is just getting worse and worse and worse. Patrick Boyle, what's up, man? He says so smooth. But yeah, get into the damn states, please. I'm begging you. It will do you so much good, friend. Mm-hmm, I really we want won't. to see you here, but we don't want to keep here that you've had travel issues. So conveniently, they already have that angle going where Andrade's people mess with people's flights and shit, right? So that's sort of what they're trying to use here to sort of play the angle off. Yeah, it worked. I mean, yeah, so that's what they had the little interview here. Andrade Alidolo, your scheduled match against Pac here tonight at All Out, not going to be taking place because your opponent has travel problems. Well, you and your associates have caused this type of issue in the past with that triangle. Are you responsible for this as well? I am here to fight. Do you think I want to miss this big, amazing night? So, Jose, do you cancel the flight? Chavo, Chavo, do you cancel the flight? What, what flight? Chavo, pa- the flight, the pack. Pack's flight? I, yes. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, I don't even have American Airlines phone number. I mean, assuming that he's on American Airlines, okay? So, look, let's not focus <laughs> on the small details. Oops. We know why. Pac is not here. It's because he's scared. I know that. Andrade El Idolo knows that. And everybody at home knows that Pac is scared. The same thing happened with the Lucha Brothers. The poor little Lucha Brothers that missed their their flight and missed their match. We have offered our management services. If they don't want to take it, that is on them. So, we don't cancel the flight. And this Friday, Andrade El Idolo versus the little Pac at Rampage. That's right. So, no more excuse. I pay. You fly. Nos vemos el viernes. It sucks for Andrade. He didn't get to be in this big pay-per-view and have a match. Yeah. Because they made it against Pac. I hate to say it, but they made it against Pac. Pac should have been here for this. It's really important, you know? Oh, yeah. Get to the stage, Pac. Love of Christ, get to the stage. Please get back to my program over here okay up with this wonderful pay-per-view up next comes the AEW world tag team title steel cage match the young bucks matt and nick jackson defending their championships against the lucha brothers penta el cero miedo and ray phoenix being accompanied by finish. alex and the f- take the finish yeah, the finish after a crossbody off the top of the fucking cage by hangman fear factor and my boy it's got they go. The Lucha Brothers are the new AEW Tag Team Champions. Well earned and well deserved and well celebrated. If there was ever a team that could get those belts off the Bucks, this was the main one I wanted to see do it. Because it's it's the one the tag titles they had left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the celebration. Yeah. 
What the hell happened to Panther that he was so bloodied? Um, it wasn't actually the the te- um the spot with um the attack boot, but at some point after um they ripped the Lucha Brothers masks, yeah, both Penta and Fierce got opened up. That's crazy. I wonder what the hell caused it. It had to be something with the cage, but that's actually the first time I've seen Penta bleed in a long time. Yeah, man, look brutal. His kids didn't look happy to be hugging his bloody ass either. You know the funny thing is, I wondered who the, who they were at Triple Mania because they showed up after they won. But oh, <laughs> it was cool though that they brought them out to celebrate too. Because I think with the exception of Triple Mania, I'd never seen his kids before. So yeah, really cool, really good celebration. Amazing they match, and I love the intro that they had. They had a really badass intro. This was the this. coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Cero miedo. Yeah, it looks really cool. I love the outfits that came out with everything. The whole thing is really well done. Los carnales que son el puro bistec Lucha Brothers, directos desde Catepec Entra Fénix y Penta y la cosa se pone violenta Vas a recibir la cuenta antes de que te des cuenta Ya sabe quién representa, así que cállate tu envidia Estos Lucha Bros todos se quedan en familia Cero, miedo, ánimo, ero We the sin the ring, we the Mexican kings It's a fight we bring, hanging by a string that is so cool. Meet us in the ring. Kings. It's a fight we bring. Hang it by a string. Zero's up. M's down. And we say you're proud. Now that is how you enter a pay-per-view, my friend. Oh, man. That was fucking awesome. That is like a 10 out of 10 intro. 10 out of 10. Good offense in this match. You know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the crazy stuff that you would expect, a lot of the sequences, the more bangs for your bucks, the indie takers, Melsa drivers, all that other kind of shit that you'd like to see. Uh, here's you're a, a fucking clown, you just madness. There's a couple sequences they put up. The young bucks using the cage against the Lucha Bros here. Pop that up for you. The power bomb. Oh no! Into oh, the steel oh, cage. There you go. I thought he was gonna power bomb him on the canvas, but no. Once again, Penta just trapped between the cage and the ring. Your team's looking great here, Don Callis. Yeah, they get a lot of heat there. Beat the shit out of them for a hot minute. Like I mentioned before, you get a more bang for your buck on here. Chip without you. Yeah, they did. And they've never looked better than they do now. Look at this. More bang. That's it for your buck. What time of offense. Yeah, everyone's looking good, you know. They brought their A game. They they dressed for the for the part, you know. Oh yeah. And it wouldn't be a Lucha Bros match without, of course, us bringing up some crazy Ray Phoenix shit. <laughs> Fucking fearless. Yeah, Phoenix was on the fire. Ray Phoenix comes in. What the hell? He's what a counter! Fantastic. Ray Phoenix was simply fantastic. Hey, damn right, JR. Ray Phoenix. Boom. Corkscrew kick. Yeah, I think that uh, 
overall, this was a much needed change. I, is this the first time? It is the first time they've had it, right? Not this particular match, no. They've no, wrestled but, each other before. No, but I'm saying this is the first time that they've had the titles. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is this is the Lucha Brothers' first AEW tag title run. Yeah, this was they long are overdue. The current then. AAA tag team champions right now, but yeah, they're. Yeah, I feel they were long overdue for it. If anyone besides the Bucks deserves it, it's the Lucha Bros, man. Oh, I couldn't have picked another team that would have beat them where it would have felt as right. And you know, like we've talked about, I've been riding with Phoenix and Penta for years. Yeah, so. you, used to, you used to put them over way back before any of this existed <laughs> on like, this show. I, I, was watching, I was watching Penta when the Sarah Lemieux gimmick first appeared. Yeah, like there's audio proof of you on here way before any of this existed talking about Pentagon. Like I, I have been, I couldn't have been happier for those two. Like, I love this one particular spot where um, I thought Callus throws over um over the footlocker over the cage and has the tack boot match before. I love that he goes to super kick Phoenix and Penta jumps in the way. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Like, I've I've never seen them do that before. So that was just such a cool moment in that desperation. Like I'll, I'll still take he'll a take bullet. The, he'll my take the bro. bullet for his buddy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a two way super kick party. Oh yeah, they they kicked the shit out of them. I I thought they had him with that BTE trigger. Yeah. Now the there's too many false finishes. That's never going to change between all these guys. This is going to be false finishes all over the damn place. You know. But still good. Still good stuff overall. No complaints. Amazing match. Yeah. I'm going to try to struggle through this next one as best as I can. It is the Casino Battle Royale match with Emi Sakura, The Bunny, The Amante, Riho, Kawashida, Rebel, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, Kira Hogan, Big Swall, Ty Conti, Jamie Hayter, Killian King, Layla Hirsch, Red Velvet, Anna Jay, Abaddon, Sky Blue, Jade Cargill, and of course... uh, did I get everybody? I think I got everybody, right? Well, all of them? Uh, with the exception of the Joker. Oh, the Joker, Ruby Soho. There you go. That was the big yeah. mystery there. Um, I, I, always, I, I like the, call, the whole concept of the Joker card because they've kind of showed in these past battle royales when they've done it. There's no set place for the Joker to show up. It could show up at any point in the battle royale. Yeah. It was, uh, but they put it at the end, didn't they? Yeah, this this time I think it's actually the first time the Joker's ever. No, no, because Brian Cage was the Joker and he showed up at the end. Yeah, so it might only be the end then. No, I mean we they these they've had times where the Joker showing up at the beginning. I think uh, Leo Rush, who was the last one, he showed up in the middle. Yeah. Well, yep. This was at the end here, and as strange as it was, not that I'm against it, but I'm just surprised. Uh, the finish to this is our. Uh, Ruby Soho going over. She battles Thunder Rose on the apron, and then essentially what was known as the riot kick, I believe, is what she kicks off the apron with, right? Yeah. And they did mention um, that, I guess, through her past in Shimmer, she was a big Chicago favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess for yeah. like for that particular crowd, it does make sense. Yeah. A match was what you would expect. I mean, the women's division needs work. There's no hiding that. The audience got hot when Nyla eliminated Sheeta because Sheeta was one of the favorites uh, to win there. Um, at one point, Thunder Rosa springboards off of Ruby to hit Nyla with a hurricane round. I thought that really looked cool. Um, that was dope because I didn't even see Rosa coming. I realized she was there when she was in the air. Yeah. Jade has a nasty pump handle. I really thought that that looked really good. Yeah, that girl's pretty good. I don't know why she was hanging out with Nyla, but she's she's gotten really good. I don't think so. I just think she had a nasty pump handle. Is this it that they put up? Let me see if this is it. Um, no, that's just this is just her ugly ass press slam. Yeah, press slam was kind of 
strong as hell. It just needs work. Yeah, a lot of work. Yeah, I've I've not haven't been impressed with her at all. Like they have better girls there right now. And if they're gonna give her a gimmick, don't give her a gimmick where people are like trying to get her, trying to get her for what, you know. Uh, but let's talk some of the positive. Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot, makes her appearance here. It's a you know? huge pop. Mm-hmm. Let's actually bring that up. Good. Looks healthy, happy. Ruby Soho. I hope you guys in front Not miserable. Destination <laughs> is most certainly known. Good for that her. AEW flag. Flyer proud. Good for her. You know, it's I just love like, how, like, just because <laughs> it's her and you know the type of music she's going to have, the second music hit, everybody knew. Yeah, exactly. WWE did a big favor to this girl, freeing her from this nightmare. Exactly. Now she gets yeah. now she gets to be somewhere and matter and get to be as good as she can actually be. It's crazy, right? Yeah, like they did a really good job. This is a nice roster. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I mean, hey, Vince said he was going to hand them some more people, so keep handing them, Vince. We'll take them. Yeah, yeah. More for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then she wins the whole damn thing. That's a girl who just looks happy to be somewhere again. She's gonna turn Thunder Rosa heel because she was screaming, That was mine. And she'd be all right, so I'm on it. Cry or go, try, cry, go, 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 <laughs> go cry on George's shoulder. I don't know. Aww. I'm, you, I'm still hot with her about that whole thing with Sheeta. Like, I don't give a shit if she didn't say nothing, bitch. You could have said something. So do you think Ruby... I don't think so. Ruby's not going to be the one that beats Britt, though, is she? Oh, no, no, no. It's too soon. But I think it's going to be... I think it's, it's definitely going to give Ruby at least a chance to kind of go a little harder than she's had to go. And we don't necessarily know when the match is going to be, but we know she's definitely next in line. But, yeah, she. I don't think she's taking that title off of Britt right away. But it'll at least be like a good first showing for her. I saw Liv Morgan tweeted hashtag Ruby Soho. Yeah, so so what's going to happen is see now she's going to get released. You mean freed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not supposed to know that. <laughs> you mean freed? Everybody needs to hashtag Ruby Soho. Right. Hashtag Ruby Soho, CM Punk. Hashtag those other guys that showed up. Just hashtag it all. Fuck it. Somebody on Twitter earlier today. Somebody earlier today on Twitter said that if you hashtag Mark Hamill, um, you get a whole bunch of likes and retweets. So then Mark Hamill did it. Hell no. Yeah, I know. That's the way things work. That's a shoot right there. I'm not even working that one. (laughs) Smart man. I guess you know he capitalized. (laughs) If you're gonna capitalize, capitalize, right? It works. I bet he. It was. It was a self fulfilling prophecy. It was a very popular tweet. Look at that. Who would have thought? <laughs> anyway, the final fight: Chris Jericho versus MJF. 
finish to this match being the walls of Jericho. Exactly what I thought. I had no. I didn't think that they were going to end the damn Chris Jericho thing. Are you kidding yeah. me right now? I, I couldn't have seen it, but then again, knowing Jericho, I don't trust him. And some days I'll be like, you, you watch him be the one to just put him over on the way out. But yeah, I can. I, I figured Jericho wasn't calling it just yet. I love MJF trolling uh, Jericho's vintage this was intro. Awesome, because everybody popped like Jericho was going old school. like that song but now I like it a lot it just sounds like a song that a scumbag will come out to you know when I first heard I was like what the hell it's such a heat magnet of a song right isn't it what I love though is he didn't even just pick any Jericho instrument. he picked his original like WWE debut variation and what is he wearing let's talk about what this guy is wearing for a minute here Yo, his pay-per-view robes are nuts like look like what in the realistic that motherfucker has like that motherfucker has like the regular like TV closet and he has the pay per view closet. Yeah, he's styling profiling here. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, good God, what is happening? You know what the funny thing? Is? This isn't the first time he's done a Jericho entrance. Over the first time they wrestled, and he did like um, he did the light up jacket one. Yeah, but this was different because I kind of he caught me at first. Because I, <laughs> because do. I thought, because I thought, oh, I get it. Like if he is going to retire, it's going to start. It's going to end where it began. You know, nah, <laughs> figures Jericho would, would do something like this. Then I heard, I was like, you bastard. <laughs> like, oh good, well God. played, friend. Well played. This kid is so good to be this young. Like, yeah, Jericho's real entrance, though. Thank God was uh being accompanied and played to the ring by Fozzie's Billy Gray. So you get that. song out there without the drummer is hard for him to keep rhythm and that just made it hard for everybody to sing along because there's no beat yeah. everybody's off beat because there is no beat so I don't know I, I would have preferred not like to you're do gonna this. do it bring the cold It's a little rough. 
They should have sung along to the dude that's in their mind. <laughs> at least he did a little riff there at the end, you know? Yeah. What a cool moment, Billy Gray from Fozzie, bringing Chris Jericho to the ring. Yeah, they tried to work us, man. They want us to believe that this is going to be the end of Jericho. MJF's troll entrance and his own guitarist comes out to play his music. I refuse to believe that he wasn't going to have matches and that entrance in other places like in Canada and in New York and in UK and all the places where AEW is inevitably going to tour. We're going to end Jericho's career. Never have anybody sing along to this song ever again or do any of this stuff. Fuck all this inner circle merchandise. The end of the little bit of the bubbly. And as much as people talk about, oh, Jericho needs to retire. Like, they don't understand the door that they would be closing if they did something that right. stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's impossible. Like they, it, I had less doubt of this than the Triple H time that he said he was going to retire. That Brock Lesnar would retire him. I was like, yeah. I had to sit here and actively remember that shit. I was like, oh, yeah, that one. Like, Jericho, how foolish would it be to not have this happen? And I know you made the point last time, you know, I think you said that, uh, like, when the announcers come out and stuff, that they still get their music. But it's kind of like, how often do you, the people at television, see that? Almost never. That usually would happen if you're lucky enough to be watching, like, main event and the end of main event is going into Raw. So as it's going off, you hear, and it's going fading to black with the copyright. like a live crowd. Or if you happen to catch it on, like, a house show or on a cell phone clip or something, or rarely when they do it. But, like, the point being, having Jericho come out to fight with the whole Judas thing would not ever happen. It'd be, like, an occasional thing. You know, and like it will be it will be impossible. There's no way you could not have Jericho right now. I would sooner make that motherfucker a giant hamster wheel. (laughs) And just make him just run forever than to have no Jericho. Yeah, look, motherfucker, you have to get in shape. This is AEW. We need I mean, don't think that because they have CM Punk, they don't need Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? Keep open. Are you kidding me? That's what I mean. It's kind of like when people are saying he should retire. Like, no, absolutely not. There's way more people that should retire than Chris Jericho just because he's a Those little always shape. struck me as the fans that are still salty that he didn't come back to WWE. As a matter of fact, I kind of feel like I, I'm grateful and relieved that he didn't retire because I feel like it would have put a hole in this pay-per-view. You know what I mean? It would have been like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. This person's here and now we have this and now we have that. and It's amazing. But, but we don't have this. This isn't the time to do that. WWE makes that shitty habit where yeah, it's like you can have all this great stuff. <laughs> They'll fucking retire like Kyle O'Reilly like next week or some dumb shit. Like, come on, don't be a little guy. It's like, how many times have we said something in regards to them and they've just completely blown it? And we're like, great, now we don't have that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we've done it. I like, I've lost we count. Don't have the shield. I remember, we don't I, have I remember the thinking, you, you took the words out of my mouth. I was thinking, wow, this is one of we the don't only have the times. Family. I remember telling you, I was like, this might be one of the only times in history they could do it, but I think they have all the pieces. Remember me saying this a few years ago? This might be one of the only times in history they could do it, but did you notice that right now, Roman Reigns is feuding? I forget the exact people, but they had it perfect to be able to have the shield versus the Wyatts. Everybody was feuding, all the pieces were there. All they had to do was do it, and they did nothing. Then when Daniel Bryan came you back, you wonder from the door, why I tell you stop trying to put shit in their head like they're actually going to do it, not just you do it. Yeah, and then when Daniel Bryan came back from what was a miracle, a miracle, a literal life wrestling aside, almost like they said in Pulp Fiction, what we have here is a fucking miracle, like a real miracle happened to them. 
and they gave him what was it a, a belt made out of hemp a comedic storyline yeah. and then after that nothing a bunch of nothing 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 could have done like the most incredible return story that literally was a shoot story about a man returning you know and didn't just made him an angry little hemp guy for some fucking reason yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> When, see, the, the, the Bludgeon Brothers. Up, wait, 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 wait. Because I have more. I have fucking more. I have oh, more. The God. Bludgeon Brothers. When I said the same shit on here, I was like, okay, we repackaged them. People are shitting on the hammers. I like it. I like the way they look when they come out. They just don't have to fuck this up. Fucked it up. Now go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say. See, this is why whenever you talk about some, all the pieces aren't there. This clearly what they're going. No, they're not. This is where you're going if you run a wrestling company. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Like that. that you know what the undisputed this, era was another thing when they back when. Does, ends in Brock Lesnar or Goldberg. Let's yeah, just the, make peace with that. They the Undisputed Era was another thing. Back when they were trying to push NXT as a real brand, which we realize now was but because of Survivor Series combined with the fact that they were trying to get it over on against Dynamite, they brought remember they used to have Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era, they would run in and beat up raw people as the Undisputed Era. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they didn't even bother to like try to explain it was like an unapologetic thing as it All should I'm be where it's like, oh yeah, these guys NXT and, is still undefeated Survivor Series. Yeah, so, and they uh, did nothing with that. We were like, wow, they had NXT come in and sweep everybody else from Survivor Series. They did nothing with that. I'm kind of tired of NXT not having nice things. Because everybody saw that shit. Yeah, I'm tired of not having nice things. So the last thing I want is no Jericho on top of I'm We've gotten too many no's. This is, we're in the yes era. Okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, uh, you know what the bad part about it is? With AEW, we, they might not always give us what they want, but holy shit, there's a lot more effort put forth in the Shit, WWE shells out. Oh, absolutely. This is completely like, there's no argument I, here. It, it, it's not even to say I'm okay with stuff not going the way I want, but I'd rather it not go the way I want. There, there be some effort for it to go the other way. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So I'm happy with the way this turned out. MJF actually hits Asai Moon Salt. I don't know what the hell. MJF, I didn't know he could do that. MJF, the Asai Moon Salt. He doesn't technically hit it, but. And Jericho answers back with that apron bomb. MJF doing. Look at that. MJF. Look at the form. It's a good form too, right? He, like if he he straight can hit that. Like I didn't know he could do that at all. And I, I like that they mentioned even on commentary. Like he doesn't do stuff like that. Yeah, that was him. Was like it's interesting the fact that he would try to pull something like that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Very cool stuff. Share that for you guys on social media. The match itself was really good. Told a really good story. You had Hager and Wardlaw on the outside who get into a brawl that the refs try to stop and have a pull apart with. You have MJF who inadvertently winds up using Jericho's Floyd. Um, and then you have JR with the interesting commentary of has Floyd turned on Jericho? Um, <laughs> you even get a you you even get a poison dusty finish when you think about it because anyone familiar with the dusty finish you essentially get after the bell it turns out that the person who loses their legs on the rope or something and the match has to be restarted so you get the dusty finish which restarts the match leading into him eventually going over with the walls of Jericho beauty, beauty what I like beauty, about beauty. when Wardlow ran in is we don't usually see many commentators do this but when the crowd started to pop because they saw Hager. They knew the cameras couldn't see it, so they took the time to point out somebody's behind Wardlow. Yeah, and someone's always behind Wardlow. There he is, every time. You know, that that's what it feels like to have friends who keep their pants on. <laughs> you know? You came back back. It's either loincloth or pants on all the time, motherfuckers. You see this how it works? <laughs> there is no we in between. We don't even let him get all the way down there. You know, it's like we, can't, we let him get halfway. 
The only people who really got to suffer in this are the refs, who are like a fourth of the size of the two guys they have to pull apart. Yeah. So I could be a ref in that moment where it's like, you're telling me I gotta pull these big bitches apart? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, these two guys who are beating each other where there's not a bell or anything. You better be the anyway. first ref there. You turn around, there's only one other ref. Like, are you shitting me? At that point, you're just part of the fight. Like, this was never in the ring. This isn't sanctioned. Yeah. <laughs> Without the cameras, point. world star. Fuck it. <laughs> That's what it really becomes at that point. <laughs> I guess it serves its purpose, though. Technically, he stops him. You know? Right. He didn't I get to do it. When I only saw two refs out there i was like i wonder what that first ref was thinking we turned around he only saw one other zebra what matters is that you don't get to do any of your wardlow bullshit <laughs> that's what the whole objective was it was like i, nope, this that, is, I don't know why that phrase popped me you this, don't get to do any of your wardlow bullshit this is all out it's the jericho final battle you none of your wardlow bullshit here you know, so they put him to a stop because you know everybody was worried that's probably why commentary did that so they <laughs> Because they didn't want it either. Somebody's behind them. No Wardlow bullshit. Thank God. No Wardlow bullshit today. Jericho's around and I'm happy. Maybe he'll be mad at Wardlow for that. Where were you? That'll be how they eliminate that whole situation. All right. Well, next we get the singles match of CM Punk against Darby Allin. The match that we have all been waiting for. The finish to this match being the GTS, of course. KO. Second one of that night, too. Oh my god, I swear, I the whole moment when they announced this was the next match, I was fucking, I was just on the edge of my seat. I didn't fucking move the whole time because I was like, oh, it's finally here. So a couple of things that I can say about this match, okay, because I know people are going to, you're going to have your critics of this one. It's impossible not to. A significant amount of the match of the offense was Darby Allen. This was a very different CM Punk. 40-year-old CM Punk is nothing like 25 or 30-year-old CM Punk in the ring. Would you agree with that much? Definitely. Like his style is completely different. Uh, his movement is completely different. Just completely uh, more methodical, less flashy and transitional, even though he's the one that developed or not really developed, but sort of made popular a lot of the yeah. stuff kind that we've seen stylistically. He's very different here. Uh, but... The whole point of this match, which I can tell, was uh, to get Darby Allen over. You know what I mean? Which is really cool because you already have the star power of CM Punk there. He doesn't really have to do much, which is really smart wrestling psychology. Like, could CM Punk go in there and do a whole bunch of transitions and arm drags and flip around on the ground and then do like a break and then the two of them like do a nip up and stand in front of each other and everybody stand up and applaud and shit? Absolutely. I'm sure it's probably easy. But really, at the end of the day, uh, I think it was more important to have this kind of a match because of the fact that he's CM Punk and it's his first match back. You don't need to have a crazy match like that yet. That's going to come down the line for a title or something. This is a return match. He's already over just by being there. Darby's really the one who's going to be shown. Even people who don't watch AEW, even people from WWE, even people from other companies are probably seeing Darby Allen for the first time. Because like of the fact that this is a CM Punk Darby match return. Much more. Later on, when this goes viral on social media for people who don't watch the whole pay-per-view and they scroll through Facebook and YouTube or whatever they have, it's good that they see Darby, who they don't know, versus CM Punk, who's already on the map here. So the match is to get Darby over and to make Darby. And it was also good 
that the match was more methodical and it was a little bit more uh, slow pace so that it's not just about Darby doing Darby spots either. You know what I mean? It solves two problems. It, you kill two birds with one stone. What's one thing? You need to get Darby more exposure. You know, what's the other thing? You need Darby to be able to have a match with a main event guy. We don't need Darby to be able to have a match against fucking like one of the best friends. You know what I mean? Or or Jack Evans. You know, we yeah, need we Darby to be able like to Darby have. can go in there with a marquee box office name. Yeah, we know he can do like a flip and then do like a freaking code red and then he can springboard and cough and drop out into the crowd and he can go and do all that other stuff. But can he be in like a main event caliber match against somebody who's having more of a psychological match was I think the question needed to be shown here. And with all of that, he's still got most of the offense sending out all of his shit in, you know. So I thought yeah, that they did really this good with this. It feel like the typical wild Darby Allen match we usually see, which it's which I mean, those matches are fun and all, but it's good to know that Darby can just slow it down. Exactly. I thought that that was really good. Now, as far as Darby's arrival, which he had one of his vintage arrivals here, let's bring that up. That might be their, their, if you have to talk about someone being a self-made star, like from AEW, it will be him probably at this point. Like, they really oh, yeah. got him overall on their own. Darby's, 
But as much as we talk about how unsafe Darby style is, it's one of the things that's made him such a well-known name. Like, you watch AEW, and by the time the show's over, you understand who the fuck Darby Allen is. And this match, like, benefited him in every single way it could. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you have the CM Punk intro. Road Warrior pop again. It's so weird to see this still. The symbols, like the icon, the music, everything. Right. AEW has so much cool music to sing along to. They have the cult of personality. They have the Jungle Boy thing. They have the... Um, what else do they have? They have the Wild thing. The Armand Cassidy, you're right, the Wild thing. Like, all of their music is so karaoke-like. Judas. That's a sight you never thought we'd see again. Like, it didn't become real to me until I looked on his hands and saw his hands taped up. This one, Punk looks a little bit more in disbelief than the other ones. You right, know. like, he looks like he, he, oh, he looks like he doesn't feel like it's real for me. Things feel normal again, right? Right. Isn't that crazy? They brought balance to the force. Happy. In over seven years, Darby Allen's first. I love that Darby's never takes his eyes off. What was that? I love that Darby's never takes his eyes off. I would say in those seven years, Darby Allen has done. Yeah, look at how good this looks, man. Like it feels normal, you know? It feels like things are right with the world again. Like, man, so lucky. Yeah, this was a sight to see. (laughs) I was about to say the same thing about Shannon Moore, Quest Thompson. What thing? Did I read that late? (laughs) What the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) I saw Shannon Moore in the crowd. It was like, what the fuck? Was Shannon Moore in the crowd for real? Yeah. Fuck off. If, if, if Unless that was a fucking lookalike during, during um, Jericho's entrance. I swear to God, I think that was Shannon Moore. That would be weird. That'd be some shit, right? <laughs> Tell you, watch back that fucking Jericho entrance. I swear to God, that had to be Shannon Moore in the crowd. No. I refuse. Absolutely refuse. Denied. The guy with the braids. No, I don't know if it was the guy with braids. Yeah, that's the one. I swear. I think that was Shannon. Oh my god. Anyway, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. What were your thoughts here overall? I already told you what I thought as far as the psychology. I love how this started. Not even with the wrestling. I love the fact that Darby's sitting in the corner and Punk crouches down. He basically sits Indian style and the second Darby sits up, Punk pops right up with him. What a moment. Is that the screenshot? Dude, I don't even know. There's so much. <laughs> There's Holy just so shit. much going like it, on. It's, it, 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 it felt surreal watching this. Yeah, it really did. I did like him hitting uh, Darby with that quick GTS tease where it's like he knocks him back and Darby recalls out of the yeah. ring sliding to safety. 
it, it was, was like, like he, it was where he almost, he's gonna hit him but he kind of escapes it like he's gonna hit him but he kind of like just slings slinks away yeah he <laughs> he almost gives him like that warning shot like understand i can hit this shit still mm-hmm. darby takes a nasty bump into the ring post oh yeah that one that did not look fun no not at all let me bring that up here yeah this looked like it looked like darby's variation of the old Shawn michaels spot yeah, but Shawn Michaels' spot wasn't like, dude, he fell through. Yeah, fucking Shawn's spot didn't look like it sucked all kinds of ass like that. That motherfucker went between the top and the middle turnbuckle and just hit posts. Yeah, I'm putting that on social media for you guys as well. Yeah, it was a more grounded match, but yeah, we still got Darby shit. <laughs> yeah, no, Darby definitely was able to get his shit in. You know, he looked really solid. You know, he also gets his dive right here. Most impressive moves in his arsenal. And now Darby thinking big things. And the crowd rises. Big thoughts here. To their feet is Darby Allen. God. Flipping senton off the top. All the things I see Darby do, that move had the most body control. Unbelievable. There's another look at it. Boom. Great accuracy, courage. And then this. Darby Allen has regained the momentum edge. Yeah, crazy stuff. Because usually with all the Darby shit, he just throws himself into the wind and just sees what happens. But that actually looked like there was control there. Yeah, once he got in there with the GTS tour, I pretty much knew that that was it. Oh, yeah, that yeah, that first one where it was where um, Darby fell out of the ring. Yeah. Well, no, the one where he, uh, where he pins him. It was oh. just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah the second was, one, yeah. That yeah, was that protected. second one, I knew that was a wrap. Because the first one, he didn't hit him. He just kind of slinked away. You know, he fell off his shoulders and then slinked out to ringside to, to make sure he didn't get hit. But uh, here is the mutual respect afterwards. Very emotional for both men. And I like that nobody came out and like fucked with anybody. Yeah, they just allowed them to have a good old match. You just got to have that moment. Excellent stuff. It was great for the first time to talk about CM Punk having a match here. Right. This was history of a talk, Ronge. We done came up. Been doing this for seven years about the amount of time he's been gone. And I like that they pointed out um, before the match started that Darby's first match was 13 months after Punk's last. Yeah, that's true. So it's just interesting that Punk is Darby's, that um, Darby is Punk's first match back. Yeah, definitely was. Really cool that he started for him. And I do like the promo that Darby did on Dynamite where he spoke a little bit about how he felt like Punk making him his first match makes him feel overlooked. Where it's kind of like he should have made him his last match and not tried to look past him. Right. But now we have to talk about the match that everyone's been waiting for. Paul White versus QT Marshall. Finish to this being QT Marshall going over with the chokeslam. You stupid. <laughs> I could sense you trying to get through that as quickly as you possibly fucking could. I don't even. It's obviously, Paul White goes over with the choke slam. Nobody fucking yeah, this, cares. This was like the cool down match. Like, they didn't the even bother to have Billy Gunn out there. The guy who turned the heel. They didn't even bother to fucking put him out there. Because even, they, you know what it was? They tore Yamada and Dragon Ball that they forgot. They launched him. <laughs> yes. Like that was it. Oh, look who turned. Where, where does this leave Billy Gunn? Who knows? We forgot. We'll you get some Paul White. DLC. You get some Paul White brutal chops. Able to get off. He couldn't move him. Same way with Paul at 400 pounds. Okay. 
Mm. That's not in the book of Andre's. Yeah, that was a. That must be scary for QT. His hair's all standing up. <laughs> I, massive paw prints. Yo, shit, fucking Paul beat the shit out of everybody. Everybody got their shit pushed in. Oh, yeah. That's how you use them. I guess if you want to have a little intuition, right? But he's in really good shape. Yeah, definitely. Really oh, yeah, solid. This definitely just to kind of bring the crowd down a little bit so then the man they can pull him back up. And I saw people on Twitter complaining. We can't believe that Paul White versus QT Marshall is the co-main event. Uh, I mean, technically, I guess it was if you called it a co-main event, but I don't know if you... Yeah, I mean, well, because they're not thinking of what the purpose of this whole match served. It's just cool them down, let them build back up so they can have plenty of energy for what was about to happen at the end. And also, I think you guys are underestimating how over QT Marshall is. You stupid. <laughs> You fucking stupid. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> like, come on, Coleman. event that's right up his alley. I'd rather see a Big Show versus Big Show match. I hate oh the fact God. that, and I'm not even deliberately doing it. They're deliberately doing it. But they've, because it's not like I'm thinking about it when it's happening. But they've managed to make it where anything to do with this Rhodes family classroom shit, whatever it's called, sucks. Whatever the name of that thing is that Rhodes has, every time they do something with it, it fucks the show up. And I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to tap, tap dance around it. The problem that AEW has mainly at this point is that the Rhodes family shit randomly comes up in different places, which not only makes it a problem in itself, it proves that they haven't figured out what the fuck to do with it. Because it always feels like like if it's the paprika of fucking wrestling. Like, like what do we put this on? I don't know, try it on the pizza. Like, what is, like, what's going on here? You know, like, every fucking time I see these guys, they're just somewhere out of place. The other guy, too, that we saw recently, they got his shit kicked in. Where he basically said, here, pick up, let your, let Lee Johnson, oh, here, pick up the bat corpse, you know, like that guy. Then you have Nick Comoroto and QT Marshall, the Billy Gun Club, like all of those things, that whole shit is what really brings me down. Maybe some people like it, man. And maybe they're trying to get them over, but it's not working the way getting Darby over is working. Like I get it with Darby, you put him with Punk, you, you're having a more, a more over guy, show how awesome someone is that people don't know about yet. What are you showing me with Lee Johnson and QT Marshall and Big Show and all this shit? Like, like, I don't, what the fuck am I supposed to be seeing? You're seeing an opportunity to fix the sandwich and go to the bathroom. Have Big Show fight Mark Henry. Break segment. Have Big Show fight Mark Henry. I wouldn't mind that. You got both of them. Nobody man. wants to take a break during that match, though. That's the whole point. Oh, I guess so. Then have QT Marshall fight Lee Johnson. Give Big Show a break, too. Well, Big Show actually <laughs> wants to wrestle, Man, I just wish it's. Almost like if you take all of these storylines and you leave them exactly how they are, but you remove the road people, they'd be good. But oh well. Anyway, I don't even think there's any other anything else that really talk about in that match. You know, Big Show. Was, I'm sorry, by, by, Paul White. By the time they announced, by the time they announced the main event, everybody got in their snacks. Everybody peed. The, the purpose was served. Yeah, I thought someone everybody else was coming out, so I stayed. Business and not miss anything. Like I, said, I thought somebody else was coming out, so I stayed. I was like, this has to be for something. Oh, I knew it was. So I was like, okay, let me go grab a drink. Let me top my shit off real quick. I don't understand how this is going to factor into whoever's running in, but it's going to make sense when it happens. There you go with that WWE bullshit. Expecting too much. 
Yeah, expected way too much. You wonder why you be disappointed with them all the damn time. That's why. Yeah, beat them up on Rampage, on Dark. They'll show clips, you know. We'll know what happened to him. As a matter of fact, if he goes missing, we'll have an idea more or less what happened to him. We don't need to actually have a storyline for it. We're like, what happened to QG Marshall? Probably got beat up. Big show. Anyway, AEW World Title Match. Kenny Omega will be in company by Don Callis defending the AEW World Championship against Christian Cage. Finish to this Finish match. Finish to this match. An avalanche. One winged angel. An avalanche. You know what one I like about angel. that avalanche is the fact that like whenever he hits it, have you noticed he never gets like a he never gets like a full stacked up pin. It's like the half dead Kenny Omega pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I got just enough to hook the leg and get a shoulder up pin. And just to survive. And it wouldn't be a Kenny Omega title match if we didn't have intros. Introducing at this time the challenger. From Toronto, Ontario, Canada, weighing 218 pounds, he is the Impact Wrestling World Champion, Christian Cage! And his opponent, accompanied to the ring by Don Callis. After dining at the Waffle House near the airport in Charlotte, North Carolina, he weighed in at 224 pounds and is the reigning All Elite Wrestling World Champion, Kenny. AEW senior official Paul Turner drawing the duties. He went all the way to North Carolina for a diner and then back to Chicago. Kenny Omega put that wing on something. Has been AEW world champion for 277 days. You know who else was world champion for 277 days? John Moxley, the man Omega stole the championship from. Great stat. Great stat. So yeah, from North Carolina. It took me a second to catch what I linked into. I was like, oh, that's why he's that way. There was a spot where Kenny Omega stomps Christian through the table. Yeah, sucks. Like, I love the way he says body fucking slides away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look at the way Omega's Yo. fucking body slides away. <laughs> they slid off camera. You just left with hurt Christian. Poor Christian. I came back for this shit. Sharing that to social media, too. Oh man, that is great. That motherfucker stomped him off the table and then got pulled by from the fucking hook guy from fucking Showtime at the Apollo. Yeah, excellent stuff. Overall, thoughts on the main event? Oh, great match. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what you do. Oops, sorry, they mean to audio over you, but go ahead. I'll have that a little bit low. That's just the back and forth momentum between the two of these guys here while you talk. Yeah. It's kind of funny, like, I was thinking about thinking about Durham during the match it's so cool to see that like we thought we were never going to see Christian in the ring again and now the past year we've seen him more times than I thought I'd ever see him again and now he's impact world champion again and it looks good right he looks good still the impact championship seems like an official title like like you would be proud to have it with you 
like a company with an actual crowd has that shit, right? Like, I found myself when they were doing the introductions asking myself, I wonder if they're going to mention the Impact Wrestling Championship. I would never have asked that shit. Like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have given a fuck. As a matter of fact, if they mentioned, I would have been like, what? They mentioned that shit? I can't believe it. But as they were introduced to Kenny Omega and talking about North Carolina, I was thinking to myself, are they going to actually? And yes, he's the Impact Wrestling World Champion. Something you couldn't acknowledge in another company. They would just hide it underneath the ring. They wouldn't even let you fucking take the belt out. Nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. They let this motherfucker come out with the belt, and they acknowledge the belt, and they acknowledge that he was the reigning champion with the belt. You know what they did, Dustin? They acknowledged him. <laughs> all I'm saying right now is we ain't gonna talk about it yet, but you better play that fucking clip. We talk SmackDown tomorrow. <laughs> oh boy. You know I haven't watched SmackDown. Really. No, I've been too excited. Touche. <laughs> that was mean, I know. <laughs> I really haven't. I'll try Funny to squeeze I it saw in. that clip before I watched SmackDown. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if I can see that guy in there. I don't think I saw him. Oh, oh I did see that clip. That's, right yeah, I said to you. That shit was fucking but funny, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll talk tomorrow about it for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll squeeze it in before Raw. <laughs> At this point, I think at this point, I'll put you like this. If you had to pick between Raw and that guy, I pick that guy every time. So, Kenny Omega goes over, and then the elite beat the hell out of Christian. Pick the and bones. Then, holy shit. And then music hits, and everybody pops for a savior. Let me get this up. The only people that would ever have a chance to beat me, ever, are either not here. They're already tired, or they are already dead. Everybody popped because he died in the elite. I can't believe that they let Adam Cole go, man. I can. You know why? Because they let dumb shit like this happen. And they bring back Goldberg and wonder why everybody's fucking pissed. Like. I wouldn't be able to believe that an intelligent wrestling company would let Adam Cole go. I can believe that a dumbass sports entertainment company would, though. This is like. You ever seen Ferris Bueller? This is like your fucking oh, yeah. dad's car in the pool fucked up. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, all I could do now, I normally would say, like, oh, I was trying to explain some sort of business. All I could say is, what are you going to do? Right. You're like, what are you going to do? Like, oh, man. For for those who don't understand why this is a big deal, they let the most successful ROH world champion and their most successful NXT champion just go over to the other fucking show. It's like I'm both. It's weird for me because I'm both so happy and so sad at the same time. It's like oh, I'm both. It's like I'm both celebrating the return and mourning the death of the same character again, because I really, really liked Adam Cole in NXT and I loved his NXT run. And uh, the presentation of Adam Cole, I felt they did a good job at not messing with, and like the environment he was in and everything about where he was fit perfectly for him. And it was he's someone you could have made like a champion, a WrestleMania guy. It was kind of sad. Because that was the vision I had for him. But 
clearly this is what's going to work better. And uh, also kudos to everybody who for some, why would you think that Adam Cole will be out there to save Jungle Boy? Right. That was, that's the part that kind of, that's what it kind of made me laugh. Like He was in the Bullet Club, remember? Does anybody even watch it? Anybody watch this shit? the only reason anybody would have thought that is just because of how he basically got booed, how, how Omega pretty much called for him to get booted out. So everybody's like, oh, they still have heat. And it's like, nah, I feel like the Bucks would be able to talk about that. Yeah, no, I knew for a fact, man. I, like, I knew one, like, there'd be no reason for him to do that. You know, it's just like, wait a minute. You thought that they were going to, he was going to come out and help fucking Jungle Boy? He probably didn't even know who that is. <laughs> you know, he came out there to be with the elite. And that's another thing. I like that he fit right back in. Like, he fit right like back he into. Never left, it was right? like he was always, like he had never been there. There was always somebody missing. But it's cool that it's, it felt like Adam Cole had always been there. You know, it was just like, I'm glad he's back. You know what I mean? Like, that now everything's back to normal. Things are feeling really fucking good and normal, huh? Right. And you know what the coolest thing about this whole thing was? What's that? We got story time with Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, I haven't heard him say that line in a long time. It's time for Yo, story time with I, Adam Cole, baby. That was the first thing you said, I, right? So happy. I haven't heard that years. But then, and then once comes again, the, mm-hmm. another guy who walks out there and has a light in his eyes. He cannot just get through the fuck there. And then comes the heartbreaking part because everybody to realize he's a heel. But they pop. A lot of people who wanted that popped. He got a pop just for showing up, and then he got a repop for being a heel. Patrick says Adam Cole still on the active roster for WWE. So what yeah, you're telling then. me is the same guy who runs that, the same guy who fucked up Alistair Black's contract. Cool. So now the elite all stand tall in the ring, but the surprises do not end there. Without any further adieu, I must bid you goodbye. Mm-hmm. And good night. How cool is that, man? We got Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, and Daniel Bryan all in the same night. And Butcher. Butcher return, <laughs> man. Butcher. Don't leave out Butcher. We'll take your two and raise you three and a half. <laughs> three and a half. Jericho tweeted an hour ago tonight, the game changed. Amen. Church. Dustin Rhodes, tonight I saw more passion in one ring than ever. Tonight... Tonight, I saw a passion AW fan base. Those two things make for an incredibly energetic show. Incredible. And they had a big press conference afterwards because I'm seeing all of the things of them all sitting down and talking in the press conference with Adam Cole and CM Punk and Ruby Soho hanging out together, sitting backstage with Tony Khan. The way you visualized it, if this would have ever happened. So, And it's like, not to knock Becky or Brock, but it's like you expect those two to come back. Someone tweeted, it really feels like we're entertaining a new golden age of pro wrestling. Right. Like, it feels like it's all, it feels like the sport's alive again. Like, this company did Chicago proud tonight. So, I mean, how many times, what, did, what, we played a clip not long ago where 
Tony Khan, it was actually um when Punk debuted on Rampage, he said, we're going to thank you guys for sticking with us this whole time. And they did it three times tonight. Like, it's amazing that a company that can be here only, what, two, three years has rewarded and given back to their fan base more than WWE ever did with their whole fucking just with just their fucking network. Yeah. No, I can't like, argue with those that, people aren't just numbers or a rating to them. Those are the, that those people are as much a part of those uh, that show as every wrestler, TV guy, camera crew, the three guys in catering, the guys who eye on the rest shirts, the guy who opens a fucking curtain. Like everybody is a part is as much a part of that show as everybody else is. And they didn't need a warrior award to make it show. So you know exactly. They don't need an award, some make-believe Hall of Fame, a fucking reunion show, Legends Night, whatever kind of bullshit they like to roll out whenever AEW's kicking their ass. Like They did that just because they wanted to say thank you to the people who never quit on them. Yeah, which is awesome. Very awesome stuff. It's good to have a company around that every once in a little while will say thank you. Asian is like let me see here. I'm just trying to get this Daniel Bryan interview up. Wasn't trying to interrupt you there. Oh, no, you're fine. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so good to have this right now. Right? Like, I was really, I, I texted Tony and I said, I loved Daniel Garcia's match with Darby on, on Rampage this last week. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but my wife's um, maiden name is Garcia and he's actually uh, our son. So, <laughs> <laughs> she gave birth oh, no. quite a while ago. <laughs> I thought he was two point oh. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of so, uh, blaming him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's actually my he's son. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that uh, Liv tweeted out. I'm so proud of you, real Ruby Soho. Yeah, at the end of the day, that uh, that like we said before, that bond between all three of those girls was not just a gimmick. There are, part about Twitter, it, WWE, for it. there are people on Twitter so wound up by this that they legitimately are having difficulty sleeping. I saw Bully Ray tweeted, follow that. You don't. I, I, I don't know. Not, not in, probably not in this lifetime. Oh, like, not something to that caliber. Like, that was just one thing after another after another. They, you didn't even count Minoru Suzuki, which I count him too. Right. That one was, a, that one was, you know what it is? It's because, like, the Suzuki one, we didn't even see coming. And anybody who watches New Japan, you know that music. So it's like to see, and now we're gonna get to see him wrestle in an AEW ring in like a in a couple of days. Yo, the internet is so mean. Of course they are. A bunch of little savage little bitches who are sad. You have to look. No, no, you have to see what they did here. Can I get this up? Oh God, what they do? Oh Wait, my God, it's it's the thing with CM Punk, isn't it? No, 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 no. Okay. I don't want to spoil it. Where did I save oh, it? So no. I just pulled it off of this stuff. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! And the worst part about it is, for the worst part is, I'm watching through the Twitch channel. It's gonna show up like a couple of seconds late. Oh no! I'm I'm looking at the screen in dread right now. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Give me a minute. Bear with oh, me here. Oh God! Oh, I'm scared for my life. Why don't you see it? Oh no! It's not that. I mean, it is funny. I don't know why it's not. I was about to say, stuff don't you say fucking that. lie to me. Don't you? <laughs> we'll get stolen time like a motherfucker. Don't lie to me. Yeah, no, for some. Give me a minute. I'll find it. I, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to make one of my own of it. Because <laughs> for some reason, it's like the image itself wasn't saving. Terrible. But yeah, I think for <laughs> what has been one of the what's one of the best wrestling crowds in Chicago, they were given a show worthy of that town. 
like Chicago is going to be talking about all out 2021 for a long time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was historical, man. It was better than his return, if that's even possible. Yeah. I don't know if it could get better, but it was definitely right up on that same level. Like, th- think about like the 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 quality that Chicago's gotten with these what three shows that they've had there in the past month and a half. They got to see CM Punk return, then they got to see CM Punk show up on the main show, then they got to see CM Punk wrestle all in the span of like a month and a half or two months. Yeah, you know, this is what everybody put on social media. Oh no! Oh God! Here, here it comes. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Someone needs to probably Matthew or someone from Botchamania. They need to do the, you know, when they put the head there, they need to put the head, take out Will, right? And put the part where, where, where yes. he, where he, uh, Roman Reigns turns out the lights and it goes off. Wow. That's how people feel that this is the end of WWE. I mean, at the rate <laughs> it's going to be Roman's going to be fucking nilly. It's going to be just fucking Roman and Goldberg at this point. Ro- Roman's going to be Will Roman, Goldberg and Eve Marie. That's it. Roman's going to be Will. <laughs> Yo, dude, if they could actually Photoshop, you see, you know when they do it right, and they put the head on and just have the part yeah. where he, that last scene All where he flicks saying, the light. Somebody clip this and tweet it to Matthew. I am begging you. And then you know what you do? You make you make Seth Carlton, and he comes from upstairs. Remember the last scene? You guys left me, and he comes running down the steps. Oh my. God. Yes. Oh, man. (laughs) But yeah, this was one of the greatest pay-per-views. This was amazing. It had everything. The way that it ended with the standoff between the elite with Adam Cole, and then you have Brian Danielson with Jungle Boy and the other guys at the top. I couldn't think of a more exciting way for things to be right now. It's so damn exciting that we get to talk about wrestling again. Like, when you kind of think about it, I even think about it at the same time. Imagine how cool that is for people like Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt, the fact that they all got to be a part of that too. Yeah. I'm right. Like Jungle Boy you. could say, I was in the fucking ring when Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan showed up. Boy, don't fuck that. Bryan Danielson showed up. This will go down historically as the definitely the biggest wrestling event and day of all of 2021, but possibly of this decade. Oh, yeah. You gotta think what what tops this. We I got mean, honestly, CM Punk wrestling for the first time in seven years and showing that the guy still got it. We got fucking the Lucha Brothers winning the winning the world tag titles in what was probably match of the night, and then we got fucking Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, and fucking Daniel Bryan all making their AEW debuts. And then Minoru fucking Suzuki, a New Japan legend, showing up. And now he's going to wrestle on Wednesday. Yeah, it's like, this is a incredible. Certain, I, see, I see all those little AEW haters out there still talking shit. Log off or get with the fucking program, people. All right. And I told you guys before, I'm by no means biased. When it comes to anything with content, whether it be game consoles or machines or PCs or television networks and wrestling federations even, it's within our best interest for everyone to do well. The more positive things there are, the more content there is for us, the more things there are to do. Ideally, I would like to live in a world where all of those things have no issues, you know? Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Like, that's ultimately what I'm looking for, a situation where there's no problems like that. But uh, any other thoughts in regards to the way this happened? 
fantastic job once again. Yeah, definitely. Wrestling needed this pay-per-view, I think, for this for this pay-per-view to go the way it did. Yeah, no arguments whatsoever. And uh, I'm looking around to see if there's any other news or any sort of the post-press conference stuff there now before we get off the air because we pretty much covered everything. But yeah, the CM Punk stuff's really good. I'm so excited to see what they're going to do this upcoming Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, like I said earlier, we did they did announce we are going to get Moxley Suzuki 2, actually. Because mm-hmm. they have wrestled each other in New Japan before, so that's going to be fun. Because even as, like I said, even as Suzuki's age, dude still got plenty of fighting. To think that they could just give that away as a weekly, right? Right. Like, that's but what blows again, my mind. But then again, it's like, once again, giving back to the people who have stuck with them. It's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you a main, we're going to give you a pay-per-view quality match on the weekly. Yeah, that way you don't sleep on the weeklies, you don't sleep on anything, they'll stay above two million. And everybody yeah. looks good across the board. I know they do that with a lot, especially like well um, with Rampage as well. They'll throw stuff out on Rampage that you would have seen on like the main event or a pay per view. It, it it keeps constant attention on all the shows because you never know who's gonna wrestle. You never know who's gonna show up. I know this past Dark CM Punk showed up. Yeah, yeah. So it's we like it's that. a good idea. Like you don't treat any show like it's a main event or a superstars. Like you understand like. You have to keep an eye on all of these shows because you never know who's going to be there and you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely what's been making it so exciting. And I like I never thought I'd see the day when Adam Cole came out because I knew it was about the Daniel Bryan. There was a, a whole tip about Daniel Bryan. But when I heard Adam Cole, I was like, did they swerve us? And they're not doing Daniel Bryan. Is it going to be Daniel Bryan right. still at the, at the For Arthur a second, Ashe I forgot. I was like, wait, Adam Cole too? Like, I remember I was thinking that they, uh, that they uh, do want to do Arthur Ashe and... Uh, queen for Danny Bryan you know a friend was asking about hangman page he asked for time off and he can get yeah, pushed because to the side his uh, child is coming soon yeah so they they gave him that time so then he could go enjoy being a dad for a little bit but the mm-hmm. plan is still for him to be the one to dethrone omega yeah so we'll see what happens there because right now daniel bryan is in the rotation as well what they're not going to do anything with him oh no you didn't know they're definitely going to throw some give them I mean, this actually works out for Hangman too, because then he gets more time with his kid, and then he gets then he gets to show up. So, yeah, very good pay per view, guys. I thought that this was fantastic. Excellent. Mm-hmm. We're done here. We are done. All right, guys. Well, don't forget tomorrow night, as always, eleven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Immediately following Monday Night Raw, you can listen to Destin and I. On Talk Brunch Live, you can find links at talkbrunch.com, live feeds along with videos for clips available at twitch.tv slash talkbrunch along with facebook.com slash talkbrunch. And of course, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, and all other popular places that podcasts are found. With that, I'd like to thank all of our live people who are listening across everything, including Spartan Jesus and Stasis Dreams, Six Slayer, a.k.a. AC, EB Gamer, Kula Ice, Eve, Quest Thompson, Dave Nortonson, Cabigon, Patrick Boyle, as well as everybody who's lurking or unverified or is listening later on demand. And across the planet, don't forget tomorrow night, as well as extra content throughout the week, you can always find us and you know where the links are. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live. 
episode 479 hosted by yours truly rick Dare, aka captain brunch this has been your aw all out 2021 post show for myself and my co-host destin so glow frazier we're out of here we out chicago see you all next time shut it down <laughs>